0: And since I bought my 2016 F-150 truck, the list of standard amenities that make a truck feel like a luxury vehicle have only grown. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. The Federal Reserve Act, the Bilderbergers, the Jewish Anti-Defamation League, the Rothschilds, Socialism, Communism, Oak Grove... Project MKUltra, Freemasons, Wall Street, the Council on Foreign Relations, the National Security Act of 1947, Area 51, the CIA, Pizzagate, the Trilateral Commission, Agenda 21, the Illuminati, the Grays, the Reptilians, the Protocols of Zion, the Denver Airport, all pieces of a much larger, sinister puzzle. What happens if you connect these dots? If you, if you can just, you know, stretch enough string around the, around the walls of your basement war room. If you just step back and squint your eyes just hard enough, can you see the full picture? There they are, lurking in the background, lurking in the shadows, the new world order. Always been lurking in the background, controlling humanity, a secret group of Luciferian, all powerful shadow leaders manipulating and subjugating humanity's various puppet governments year after year, century after century. But why? Are they doing this? What is their ultimate desire? What do the new world order's leaders have to gain by operating in secret? If the organization is truly all-powerful, why operate from the shadows? Why secretly oppress humanity if you can just do it brazenly and openly? Why won't uh, they step out and publicly claim their throne? If this organization uh, really is so powerful and secretive, how is it that people who don't have PhDs or work in prestigious academic positions or who are respected by their academic peers how is it that they seem to be the only ones who can constantly expose the new world order? How is it that people without even a four-year college degree or any education whatsoever in investigative journalism, uh, people like David Icke or Alex Jones, can easily connect the dots that academic investigative journalists, uh, that the scientific community can't, that their members quickly dismiss? Also, if the goal of the New World Order is to tighten the noose around the neck of the working man and the working woman, why does the quality of life continue to increase overall for the world's poor? Uh, According to a UN report, 795 million people were hungry in 2014, while a billion were hungry in 1990. However, those numbers do come from the United Nations, and the United Nations are part of the New World Order! Ah, damn it! The poor and working class of the world. They do face real problems. Economic inequality is high. Real estate prices are out of balance with inflation. The cost of higher education continues to store sore. Prescription drug prices, affordable insurance are real problems for many. There is a lot we need to work on and keep an eye on, but it is an undeniable fact that the people are living longer and longer thanks to continual medical advances. People are living more and more comfortably uh, thanks to tech advances. You know, even struggling members of the working class enjoy a hell of a lot more creature comforts than peasants did in medieval Europe or, in, uh, you know, uh, during the supposed good old days of the mid-20th century. Air conditioning, central heat, Bluetooth-enabled cars with cruise control, ergonomic seats, iPhones with free music uh, streaming music services. Even this podcast you're listening to right now, you get to listen to for free. So what exactly is the new world order accomplishing if their goal is to oppress us? And another goal of the new world order is supposed to be to eliminate us, to kill a majority of the common working class, right? Open up the world for the rich and the elite, the powerful. Uh, The world's population currently hovering around 7.7 billion, way up from 6.7 billion in 2008, up from 6 billion in 1998, way up from somewhere between 1.6 and 2 billion from 100 years ago in 1918. If the new world order is trying to get rid of us, they are really, really, really fucking bad at it. Uh, another goal of the New World Order is for these secret elite to be fantastically wealthy and powerful, right? They secretly have all the money. Well, according to the Forbes 2018 list of the world's richest people, Amazon founder, uh, chairman, and CEO Jeff Bezos worth $112 billion. $112 billion. Bill Gates is worth $90 billion. Warren Buffett uh, worth $84 billion. Is there any benefit to being wealthier than that? Do the New World Order members need trillions, hundreds of trillions? What would be the fucking point in having that much money? Legitimately, what could you do with a trillion dollars that you couldn't do with a hundred billion dollars? The world's most expensive theoretical yacht, not even one that's built yet, just the world's most uh, like expensive design for a, a yacht, a yacht possibility. Uh, it's called the streets of Monaco. And if anyone pulls the trigger on building this thing, it will be a floating luxury representation of uh, Monaco with a go-kart Grand Prix, 15,000 square foot, three-floor main cabin, 15,000 square feet, helicopter pad, jacuzzi, swimming pools, seven VIP suites, each 3,800 square feet in size, a library, a movie theater, several large boats, a small submarine will dock inside it. Seriously, it's a small floating city with its own tiny navy, and its estimated price tag is $1.5 billion. The most expensive house in the world, Buckingham Palace, $1.55 billion estimated value, 775 rooms, 188 staff rooms, 78 bathrooms. Uh, There's a villa in India that is 400,000 square feet for roughly the same price. Uh, I live in a 3,000 square foot house that I think is very roomy. Uh, My my house could, or that, that big house in India could fit 133 of my houses inside of it and still have a little extra room. Uh, Jeff Bezos could sell some Amazon stock, own the streets of Monaco, uh, that yacht, and Buckingham Palace, and still be worth well over $100 billion. He could own uh, the most expensive home in the world and the second, third, fourth, fifth most expensive, uh, the most expensive private jet, uh, $737 million B2 Spirit, and the most expensive yacht, a few other yachts, 100-plus of the world's most expensive cars, He could could pay people to carry him around on a literal golden throne. He could eat only like the rarest of animals, you know, Kobe beef, have the world's best masseuse, give him daily massages, uh, you know, be be, uh, legally sexually attended to uh, whatever uh, he desires in Amsterdam by the world's most expensive escorts and still have roughly a hundred billion dollars in assets. At that point, how much more do you fucking need? What more would Illuminati, New World Order money and power give you? Believers claim these dark bastards aren't satisfied with things that can merely be bought. Wake up, sheeple! Open your third eye and see the occult all around you. They don't just want money. They want to live above the law. They want to bathe in virgins' blood. They want to sexually assault and sacrifice kids to Satan, their dark lord, or, or maybe their lord is some extra uh, terrestrial ancient reptilian leader, or maybe they're beholden to the greys. You know, aliens live in an Area 51 that the U.S. government has sold us out to. The doctrine of the new world order isn't totally known or fully agreed upon because the secret runs so deep. But many people know they exist. They know in their bones. The dark forces surround us, the various powerful traitors to the human race are controlling us. The New World Order is both everywhere and nowhere. And today on Time Suck, I uncover, by the will of Nimrod, the origins of this organization and or conspiracy, and discuss the nature of conspiratorial thinking, the conspiratorial mind, and also how to challenge a little bit of conspiratorial thinking on this. Uh, I'm ready to get hammered by trolls, ready to get so many thumbs down on YouTube edition of Time Suck you listening to Time Suck. Happy Monday, Time Suckers. Uh, hail Nimrod. Hail Lucifina. Praise Triple M, Ambo Jangles. Uh, beware Chikatilo, Chicken Joe, Woody, and of course, beware of the new world order. Uh, I'm Dan Cummins, the Master Sucker, Sergeant a lot, Prophet of Nimrod, Duke of Suckingham Palace. And you're listening to Time Suck recording in the uh, Suck Dungeon here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Reverend Doctor Joe Motherfucking Paisley running the boards, uh, and also also going to be joining us today for a special segment of idiot to the internet. Excited for that man, going to shake that segment up today. Uh, today's Time Suck is brought to you at once uh, or once again by the Jim Jeffery Show podcast. Uh, the Jim Jeffrey Show on Comedy Central covers the most controversial issues of today through Jim's distinctive brand of comedy and global point of view. And the Jim Jeffries Show uh, podcast is a slightly more podcasty version of Jim's hit television show. Uh, listen each week as Jim Jeffries and co-host Forrest Shaw sit down with friends and guests to discuss news, politics, all the things Jim could not wouldn't and shouldn't say on TV. Uh, Dr. Drew, comedian Joe Coy, uh, comedian Stevo from Jackass, just a couple of recent guests. So, subscribe now to the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast and listen to new episodes every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app. Uh, time Suck is also brought to you by the Star Talk All Stars podcast. In a world filled with fake news, flat earthers, and conspiracy theorists, what's a thinking person like you supposed to do, Time Sucker? Uh, think like a skeptic, of course. How perfect is this sponsor for today's episode? Uh, on last week's episode of Star Talk All Stars, neuroscientist host Heather Berlin, PhD, and her comic co host, Ari Shafir. Uh, the man who hosted my favorite comedy Central show, Ari, for a long time, man, super funny dude. Uh, yeah, this is not happening. He was the host of that, the the creator of that. Uh, they investigate the importance of skepticism and the power of evidence based thinking to help us separate fact from fiction. Heather and Ari are joined in studio by guests, uh, Kara Santa Maria and Dr. Stephen Novella. Love Dr. Stephen Novella. We've talked about him before. Two of the hosts of the popular weekly science podcast, The Skeptics Guide to the Universe. So, if you're worried about the growing tide of anti intellectualism. And you should be, and the devaluation of experts and facts, which we're seeing all around us. Uh, tune in for a show filled with science and skepticism. Uh, remember, trust no one, question authority, listen to Star Talk All Stars to get the rigorous scientific thinking you're desperate to hear. That's Star Talk All Stars. Listen now uh, wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe. Uh, reminders for both podcast sponsors in today's episode description. And uh, and speaking of just, you know, um, you know, critical thinking and just, you know, uh, a focus on facts. Uh, I do want to address something that's come up. Now that we've done the YouTube episodes, uh, yeah, many of you have noticed and on Instagram that uh, that I am reading a lot of the episodes, you know, like uh, off of uh, a teleprompter or, or, or you're wondering, I guess, oh, is, is Dan reading now? No, I've I've always been reading. I've always been reading. I read what I write and I know how to write like I talk, but here's why I write it. Uh, I write it all down because it's important for me to get it right and, uh, and I have a hypercritical audience, which I love. And and if you guys uh you know, you know you guys notice that I make a few pronunciation mistakes and get a few things uh wrong here and there with uh with and that's when I'm doing it from a script that's been uh, proofread by an editor. If I was just fucking making this shit up or trying to remember it all, ah, oh, well first off, this podcast wouldn't have worked. And second, oh, the time sucker updates would be about 3 hours long. Uh every second. No one can memorize Two hours of facts on a new topic every single week. No one, not anyone in the history of the fucking world. Uh, I'm going to confidently say that. Uh, you could get, you know, maybe if you have a great memory, a lot of it right, a decent amount right, but not even Robin Williams, you know, the comic who is famed for having like that, what, photogenic memory. It doesn't work like people think it does. It's not like he looked at a script, read it literally one time, and then could just have the whole movie memorized. No one's brain works like that. Uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, I read it because it's heavy in facts. You know who else uh, reads off a teleprompter? Fucking newscasters. Because if they just winged it, if they just kind of like gave the gist of what was supposed to be facts, it would be a fucking shit show, as would this podcast. So yes, I proudly, proudly read this every week because that's where the time and energy goes. That's why I spend 30 plus hours On every single topic, even with the researchers helping me after all their hours, because I want to get this right. I think it's important today in today's climate to get shit as right as you possibly can, to be as factual as possible. Uh, And I want the jokes to be a little bit better, man. You know, uh, stand-up comedy, people have this uh, delusion about it. They think uh, we comics just make stuff up on stage. No successful comic does that. None. None. Uh, I've worked with many. They all have, you know, uh, notes at the very least. They they watch video of themselves. Even the ones who don't write, I'm not going to throw the, their names out there for but some very famous ones. They watch videos. They, they 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 like a like a football player watching film. They get it right. If people just went up and winged it, then comics could release like 50 albums a year. But they don't. Very few release one a year because it takes a lot of time to get it right. And I'm trying to get a, uh, a podcast right every week. So yes, yes, I'm reading it. I'm reading it. Motherfuckers, deal with it. Uh, also reality TV is fake if, uh, just so I can burst your bubble a little bit more. All right. Well, let's live in the real world. That's what we're talking about today. Living in the real world. Um, and thank you for those of you who do get it, for giving the good reviews, wherever reviews can be left and for spreading the suck by passing around preview videos uh, of episodes or that we post on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Thanks for sharing clips, tagging friends, retweeting, man, it all spreads the suck. We work really hard on this and I'm, and I'm glad many of you uh, appreciate that work. And thanks for uh, subscribing to the video feed on YouTube where you can see the suck and you can watch my eyes bounce back and forth between the camera, talking directly to the audience like I'm doing right now, and then the script when I'm trying to get the names right, the dates right, and trying to do a good job, which is what all uh, people that are, you know, uh, sharing knowledge, sharing information should be doing. You know who doesn't uh, uh, read a lot of stuff? Fucking Alex Jones. I get a strong feeling that dude's winging it. and you, And you see where that gets you. Uh, David Icke, he's doing a lot of winging it. He's doing a lot of winging it. He has some names memorized, and he just goes up there and just lies for a couple hours. Okay. Hoping I had fun in Grand Rapids, Michigan last week, and I did have fun in Buffalo. Uh, just uh, recording this in advance of Grand Rapids. Uh, first time through, uh, Buffalo for me, and uh, and I think I'm, it looks like I'm going back next year because uh, enough people showed up to build on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Got to keep growing the Time Stuck community in upstate New York. Uh, I'll be at the Spokane Comedy Club November 29th, 30th, December 1st, hoping for a third straight year of good times in the city where I did my first stand-up set so many years ago. Heading to St. Louis December 6th through the 9th. Then my next show is a TED Talk on uh, Coeur at the Croc Center where I will also not be winging it. I will, I will do a memorized TED Talk. I will memorize that because I'll have months. I won't be reading that one because I'll have months to prepare <laughs> or I've had months and it's uh, I think like 7 or 10 minutes. Maybe 10, maybe 10 or 12 minutes. I got to look it up now. But it's going to be on January 12th. Link to that as well in today's episode description. Uh, thanks to those of you who've donated additional funds to the Time Suck Official Charity of the Month. We've donated $1,000 of spaceless or patronage, and, uh, and I know some of you have donated as well to the GreenBeretAssociation.org, supporting our special forces. Praise Jangles. Well, Jangles may or may not be uh, a member of the special forces, may not still be fighting with them. Maybe he is still fighting with them. Also, uh, thoughts go out to those affected by the campfire. And several other fires that have been ravaging California, uh, hoping they've uh, put those blazes out by the time this episode comes out. Firefighters battling uh, those blazes, you guys, uh, and let and you ladies are heroes. Also, I can't imagine how horrible uh, it would feel to lose your home, lose all your possessions. Uh, like so many have done, thousands of structures burned to the ground. Uh, basically, the entire town of Paradise lost uh, as I record this, the death counts over 50 and it could be in the, in the hundreds. It's looking like worst wildfires in state history. Hope time suckers have been spared uh, of this tragedy, these tragedies. And now it's time to suck. It's time to do my best to understand what the new world order is, who may be a part of the new world order, why some people believe in them and where that belief originated. Welcome to the New World Order. What is the New World Order? It's the brainchild of Hollywood Hulk Hogan, brother. Uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash took over world class wrestling, aka the World Wrestling Federation, in the 1990s through brute force and organized aggression, brother. Mean Gene, there is no stopping the New World Order, brother. We're ushering in a new era of terror. No one can stay in the ring, not Ric Flair, not Sting, not Randy Macho Man Savage, no one, brother. Sunday, 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 or everyone gets crushed by the 24-inch pythons of the New World Order.
1: Woo! Woo!
0: Now we're not talking about that New World Order. Uh, that's a fun one, though. <laughs> How do those guys do that and not have to drink water all the time? Uh, <laughs> that's an entirely different New World Order. That's a professional wrestling storyline involving Hulk Hogan, based on the real belief in the theoretical secret government organization known as the New World Order. Let's really define the NWO. Uh, to quote New York Magazine, The New World Order is not so much a single plot as a way of reading history. At its most basic level, a cabal, working in secret, as well as through official, seeming above-ground means, seeks to establish an all-powerful, possibly Luciferian, one-world government. Suspicion surrounding a shadow establishment date back at least to the 1700s with the birth of the Freemasons and the Illuminati. But it was the past centuries, global wars, political realignments, and media innovations that gave new purchase to this age-old paranoia. In the modern version, the New World Order hides in plain sight, a Mad Libs-style meta-story about how the free people of the West have begun to willingly, blindly surrender ourselves to our coming totalitarian overlords. So really... Uh, the timeline to the New World Order begins with the uh, the real late 18th century group, the Illuminati, uh, who we did discuss back in the Time Suck uh, 69 and the, and the Bonus Suck that uh, surrounded that one, those Freemason conspiracies. Uh, we gave a brief overview of its uh, formation. And it's worth touching on the formation of this real group again today as a refresher and also add new information, uh, you know, not mentioning that Freemason Suck once we begin the timeline. Some believers in the New World Order will point much, much further back to the origins of a secret shadow, one-world government. Uh, but all that finger-pointing uh, has happened since the actual Illuminati was formed in the late 18th century. And before I get into dissecting this conspiracy theory, let me just say that I do understand the appeal. I really, really do. Uh, I don't think it's totally crazy to believe that people would want to rule the world. Um, like, I think about it like with football. Like, what would a what would a highly competitive uh, professional quarterback want to do, want to accomplish in their career? Uh, You know, I'd imagine they would want to be league MVP. They'd want to win the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, You know, if they're going, you know, pure idyllic idyllic fantasy, highest paid quarterback in the league, Uh, you know, have their bust enshrined in Canton, you know, make it in the Hall of Fame and have everybody talk about how great they are forever. They'd want to achieve the pinnacle of of their profession. And I think, uh, you know, what if you're a highly competitive leader, a super competitive CEO, entrepreneur, politician? I mean, the world has had plenty of dictators. People do want to rule. Uh, they want to rule as much as they can. We know that. What would a highly competitive dictator want most? I would think to rule the world. I mean, it has a nice ring to it. Uh, next best thing to ruling the world alone is to have a hand in ruling the world, be part of some little cabal of secret rulers maybe, um, you know, to be the ultimate uh, in the ultimate inner circle of wealth and control. So, so New World Order believers, I, I do get where you're coming from. Uh, I don't think you're necessarily insane to believe in this. Uh, I I think some of you are, but not all of you. Uh, (laughs) Some of you, as we'll see in today's idiots of the the internet, are out of your wackadoodle minds. But for many believers, you know, it's it's easy, I think, just to write them off as crazy, but I don't think that's fair. There is a certain way of thinking uh, that's very prevalent in our culture that absolutely allows for the belief in such things as an all-powerful, possibly uh, Luciferian, possibly extraterrestrial government. Uh, because a lot of us meat sacks live in what is called, or can be called, an enchanted world. This this notion of an enchanted world very, very important, crucial to understanding the conspiratorial mind. Uh, by enchanted, I mean believing in things that cannot be explained or proven by science. Uh, that there is no, you know, scientific evidence of. Uh, everyone who is a believer in religion lives in an enchanted world. And yes, I am going to talk about religion again today, but I'm I'm not going to be shitting on it. Uh, But understanding the religious mind is crucial to understanding the conspiratorial mind because they have a lot in common. Uh, I gathered most of what I'm sharing with you regarding a belief in an enchanted world, by the way, from watching a lecture on C-SPAN, of all places, on their website, uh, given to high school teachers on July 13th, 2018, by Indiana University Bloomington history professor Dr. Stephen Andrews, a man with a Ph.D. from Stanford uh, who delivered his three-hour lecture on behalf uh, of the Gilder Lehrman Institute of American History a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting the knowledge and understanding of American history through educational programs and resources for K-12 students. And the title of this lecture is Conspiracy Culture in American History, and what a beautiful organization, what a beautiful uh, a message to get out, by the way. And I love this lecture. I, I, I'd love to have drinks with Dr. Andrews, man. You can tell, like, you know, he's got to keep it clean for the academic kind of world. You know, you got to keep it PC because of the audience in front of him and, and the times you live in. And so many people who get so fucking butt hurt by words like fuck. Um, But I have a strong suspicion this guy would be a fucking riot. Super smart guy who couldn't help, uh, you know, uh, sneaking in a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of snark from time to time during this lecture. But to his credit, he was very respectful towards uh, the true conspiracy believers, uh, much more than I am. Uh, anyway, he, he talks about how religious American culture is, and he states that if you're willing to believe in Jesus or Muhammad or Yahweh, you know, Shiva, Buddha, Odin, Pan, Ra, all add Nimrod, Hail Nimrod, uh, Lucifina, you know, uh, or the Taoist principle of believing in the existence of still living souls and spirits of dead ancestors, et cetera, well, then you're open to the, to the possibility uh, of real things that can't be scientifically proven like, uh, like a New World Order conspiracy, you know? And the same goes for believers in the paranormal of the supernatural. Whether whether or not those believers are also religious, you know, if you have faith in ghosts, haunting, shadow people, Sasquatch, uh, Mothman, well, then you also live in an enchanted world. Your mind is open to believing in things that cannot be proven. And we here in America, we live in a predominantly enchanted culture. And I know our Scandinavian, Australian, British, uh, Irish, Scottish, Kiwi, Canadian, other international time suckers. Hello, by the way, uh, love that you love that you guys are spreading this around the globe. I, I know that many of you live in an enchanted world as well, but I but I don't have these stats to speak to your cultures today. I just have stats limited to America. These are 2017 stats that come from the Pew Research Center, a nonprofit, nonpartisan American Research Institute. 60% of uh, over 35,000 American adults surveyed uh, in 2017 believe that God is a person with whom people can have a relationship. 74% uh, believe in life after death. 74% believe in heaven. 59% believe in hell. 63% believe that scripture is the word of God. And I found this the the most interesting, 92%, 92% of Americans believe in God or or a universal spirit, some creative force. So according to this survey, 92% of Americans believe in the existence of some kind of spiritual, potentially undefinable possibility beyond our intellectual comprehension, some kind of life form, uh, which means that only 8% of those surveyed don't live in an enchanted world. Out of the people surveyed who identify as being spiritual, 79% agree that miracles occur. uh, Like uh, today, as they did in ancient times, 79% uh, believe in the possibility of miracles. Uh, 68% believe that angels and demons are active in this world. Really important when it comes to understanding uh, a lot of uh, today's conspiracies. Uh, And and by the way, there's a plethora of amazing stats at pewform.org, all laid out in well-designed graphics and uh, charts, graphs. Uh, check it out sometime if you get the chance, uh, spaces scissors. just, uh, knowledge is power. Hail Nimrod. Now let's look at some paranormal or at least non-religious numbers. Uh, 37% of Americans believe that houses can be haunted. 25% uh, believe in the power of astrology. 24% believe that some kind of extraterrestrials have visited Earth at some point. 21% believe they can hear from or communicate, uh, you know, mentally with someone who has died. 21% believe in witches. And uh, and not like witches in the sense that people believe, uh, or like you know, are followers of, of the Wiccan kind of spirituality. No, I'm talking about like Salem witch trial type witches, you know, cauldrons, potions, spells, black black tabby cats. Uh, at least thirty percent of time suckers uh, can't stand Woody, uh, puppet paranormal investigator. Oh come on guys, it's me Woody. I'm your friend. I'm just trying to keep you safe from demons. You know they're out there. Just trying to keep your holes plugged and, and your soul safe. Hey, hey, who's there? Get your, your hands off me. Get your fingers off around my neck. What is big deal, Woody? It is I, Shadow Chikatilo. I wrestle you on behalf of Tom suckers who do not care for your lame jokes. I feel tingly now and soft shadow shamecock. I bother no one now as I, I jerk a bit and I wrestle you some more. Maybe to death. I never pelvic thrust on puppet before. Please, suck master. I'll continue the show. Uh, sorry, new listeners, uh, there is there is a secret world that exists here on TimeSuck. Sometimes Nimrod wills that characters from past episodes show up and confuse us and say terrible things. Just stay strong. Stay strong. Just ignore them. Don't let them drive you mad. Uh, back to the stats. Uh, when you look at all these numbers as I laid out, Dr. Andrews says, uh, and this is my favorite quote from his entire lecture, we are living in a medieval world with high-speed internet. yes. So true. We have all this extra technology, but our our minds in certain ways, and for a lot of us, haven't evolved that much in the last couple hundred years. Uh, Yeah, the technology's changed, man. But the underlying beliefs and the supernatural, the unexplainable, haven't changed that much. Uh, So belief in the unexplainable, and especially belief that uh, malevolent entities such as demons are not only real, but active in our world. Very important element in understanding the conspiratorial mind, man. Dark forces surround us. Uh, another equally important component of the conspiratorial mind is a belief in uh, secret groups, a strong belief. Uh, in order to believe in the possibility of the new world order, you have to obviously believe in the reality of secret agencies uh, that can be working against us. And before we start picturing the stereotype of uh, some 40-year-old man, you know, living in his mother's basement covered in Cheeto dust, sitting on his computer in some chat room, ranting about chemtrails, you know, they're, they're poisoning the skies, they're juggling us, a dollar cents is waking our defenses, so when the U.N. helicopters to come from Canada, we're all going to be shut off into FEMA camps. 21st century enslavement of American citizens will have begun. Mom, where's that casserole? How am I supposed to fight reptilians if my tum-tum is hurting and growling? Before we start thinking about that guy, uh, know that a belief in uh, secrets, a belief in large organizations uh, that are withholding information from the general public is very rational, actually. Uh, that does, in fact, happen. Uh, When large corporations prepare to roll out a new product, they they do keep information secret from the public because amongst other reasons, they don't want their competitors to get a hold of that info and beat them to the punch and cut into their corporate profit. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken really does guard the secret blend of 11 different herbs and spices. The recipe for Coca-Cola is a fiercely kept secret. I've signed numerous non-disclosure agreements over the years when being considered for some reality show or when working on some reality show. In that sense, you know, I have kept secrets actively from the general public. And taking uh, uh, taking this to the realm of the government, which of course leads us to the belief in a one-world government. Governments do keep secrets from the general public. The CIA uh, has publicly disclosed numerous secret things they've done using taxpayer money to do so that are morally questionable at best, such as dos- uh, dosing strangers with LSD in San Francisco in the early nineteen sixties. We talked about that in the MK Ultra suck bonus suck eight. And why was the CIA doing that? Because they wanted to develop a mind control drug to use supposedly to extract information from foreign spies. All justified by the CIA, all justified by the Cold War, by the belief that Russians were doing the same thing. Pretty fucking scary. Our government putting doses of LSD into the drinks of unsuspecting bar patrons, unsuspecting American citizens sitting in a bar in San Francisco. That happened. That's a fact. We know that was done. Uh, we know that in 1932, the U.S. government's public health service, working with the Tuskegee—Tuskegee—Tuskegee—God uh, uh, whatever—Institute— <laughs> Uh, began a study to record the natural history of syphilis in hopes of justifying treatments for African-Americans. Well, as they said, in the hopes of justifying treatments, really they were just uh, using these poor people as guinea pigs. It it was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. The study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who did not have the disease, and it was conducted without the benefit of patients' informed consent. Researchers told the men they were being treated for quote-unquote bad blood, Local term used to describe several ailments, including syphilis, uh, anemia, fatigue. In truth, they weren't treated for shit. Uh, They weren't given the treatment they needed to cure their easily curable disease. In exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams, uh, free meals, burial insurance. Although originally projected to last for six months, the study went on for 40 years. Four fucking decades. All the way until 1972, even though penicillin was known to cure syphilis by 1947. And it was only stopped then because it was exposed. This happened. Our government lied to its citizens in a super fucked up way, told unsuspecting citizens they were being treated when, in fact, they were intentionally denied treatment for treatable, devastating disease. The U.S. government has done horrible things to its citizens. Fact. It has created at least one massive, highly secret organization, the CIA. It's a fact. And the CIA has done some highly questionable things to its own citizens. And then there are foreign governments that definitely are secretly working against you. At the very least, government employees are meeting in secret to figure out how to harm the citizens of other nations. Russia isn't going to tell the U.S. you know exactly what it might do to U.S. citizens in the outbreak of war and vice versa. North Korea isn't going to share all the tricks it probably has up its sleeves regarding how it would handle South Korea in the, in the outbreak of war and vice versa. So, you know, there are secret organizations actively working against you. That's a fact. Uh, another piece of the conspiratorial puzzle is the conspiracy-obsessed culture we live in. Americans specifically fascinated with secret groups. How many TV shows have been made about secret underground organizations working against the best interests of American citizens? Uh, 24, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Lindsay actually worked on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in the costume department for that show. Uh, Buffy, uh, Angels and Demons, The X-Files. Uh, X-Files, huge. In the 90s, is my favorite show. And it was all about massive conspiracies, you know, between a, or I guess this, the, the one major conspiracy between aliens and various leaders of, uh, of our world's governments. And the obsession continues with the youth today. Like my son Kyler told me last year, his seventh grade class obsessed with the Illuminati. None of his classmates seemed to be able to uh, to define it, but they definitely believed in its existence. There was a shadow government out there pulling strings. Um, also lending credence to the possibility of a one world government, new world order, are historical alliances and extremely powerful, internationally connected families. Those do exist, as we learned in last week's World War One. Suck alliances have been made between the various powers of Europe. As we also learn in that sock, uh, you know, a lot of European leaders have been related by blood. There are numerous historical blood ties between the nations of Europe. Steps have been taken, in a sense, to have one family, one government, rule a vast chunk of the civilized world. Uh, several members of the Habsburg family have been Holy Roman emperors. The Habsburg dynasty split in the 16th century to rule in Spain as well as in Austria. The Spanish Habsburgs went on to rule much of Italy and Sicily. Uh, There've been Habsburg lords of the Netherlands, Dukes of Burgundy, Kings of Spain and Portugal. King Philip II of Spain was technically also the King of England for a time. Uh, kings of Hungary and Bohemia have been Habsburgs. Um, even Mexico had a Habsburg emperor in the mid 19th century for a few years. Members of the House of uh, Capetian uh, or the House, of, yeah, Capetian, have ruled France, Spain, Portugal, Naples, uh, Sicily, Albania, Poland, Hungary, Luxembourg, and more. A uh, few have even ruled Br- Brazil. When you look at some of these ancient royal families and you also look at historical colonial powers' attempts to legitimately colonize, i.e. take over uh, the world, when world powers fought each other to colonize the Americas, Africa, parts of Asia, a one-world government doesn't seem that far-fetched. When you look at how Europe itself had nations either take over or try to take over the continent as recently as World War II when the Nazis gave it a go, not that hard to see how the existence of a plot for one government to take over the world is, is a somewhat logical assumption to believe in. However, the Nazis didn't try to hide their attempt. The colonial powers of Europe, Britain, Spain, France, et cetera, uh, they didn't hide their dreams of expansion. They didn't operate in secret. Uh, there isn't a, a, a historical precedent of a, of a large secret organization, you know, ruling uh, of you know, vast quantities of the world. Or is there? Or is there? If you're a conspiracy believer, you can easily say, well, it's a fucking secret, you dummy. Of course there's no evidence. Open your third eye. The plan for the new world order has been in motion the whole time people pull in strings in secret, hiding in plain sight. Wake up, sheeple. Okay, so now that we understand a little bit about how real events have proven to us the government isn't about uh – or isn't above, excuse me, hiding secrets from us. It isn't about harming, isn't above uh, harming its own citizens and how a belief in an enchanted world does open the minds of a majority of Americans to the possibility of invisible forces and a belief in some of those forces actively working against us. A belief in the new world order is not as implausible as it may seem at first glance. But does that mean it exists or that it even makes sense for it to exist? We'll get to that. Uh, but first, let's dig into the historical origins and development of this particular conspiracy right after a word from one of today's lovely sponsors. Today's Time Suck is brought to you by the New World Order odor-eating air fresheners. Uh, when someone walks into your house, do you want them to gag and then tell them, uh, I'm sorry, it's a genetic condition. Some some people's feet sweat more than others. A lot of people don't know this, but feet contain more sweat glands prints than any other uh, part of the body. Please... The constant dampness, it creates a breeding ground for a variety of different types of bacteria. Please, Sally, please don't work on it. Do not leave me. Why does everyone leave me? Do you want that? Or when someone walks in your house, do you want to see a a please smile on their face? Do you want to hear, oh my God, is that fresh lavender? Is that fresh lavender that's been harvested by angels and then tied to ripe strawberries and then scattered around your house by some sort of uh, potpourri fairies? Do, do Do you want to tell them, It does smell perfect, doesn't it, Sally? Like every scent has been planned for, monitored, and told how to smell. Welcome to the New World Order of air freshness. Odor just got subjugated by a secret cabal of stink fighters. Just leave your clothes there by the door. And that may be the dumbest product I've ever talked about on the show. Of course, (laughs) that's not today's sponsor. Today's uh, show is not brought to you by New World Order. Order, odor, eating, air fresheners. Today's Time Suck is brought to you by Lisa Mattress. Do you wake up feeling achy, easily distracted, or forgetting things? Well, guess whose fault that is? The New World Orders. Those reptilian bastards are trying to destroy your mind, and that destruction begins with a poor night's sleep. Uh, But seriously, quality night's sleep does make all the difference, and the right mattress is the key to getting proper rest instead of just laying down. The Lisa mattress is the product of uh, 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of rigorous product testing designed for body contouring, human body contouring, not reptilian, and pressure relief. The Lisa mattress is perfect for all sleepers. Shop conveniently online with free shipping and 100 nights to try the mattress in your own home. The Lisa mattress is backed by more than 12,000 five star reviews and loved by more than 300,000 happy sleepers. Lisa also donates one mattress for every 10 sold so you can sleep easy and feel good about your purchase. Lindsay and I, queen of the suck. Uh, we love our Lisa mattress. Just the right amount of give, firm, but not too firm. Uh, I love not feeling the dogs move around in the night. Uh, and I don't feel Lindsay, uh, when she gets up in the night, to let the dogs out because they, they eventually do wake her up. And I know that because I hear about it the next morning because she is super annoyed uh, that I didn't get up to take the dogs out. But you know what? Blame Lisa. Sleeping too solid. I can't hear those dogs. Uh, right now, get $150 off. Lisa mattress, purchase uh, plus a free pillow at lisa.com slash time suck. Enter promo code timesuck at checkout. This is Lisa's best offer. Lisa.com slash time suck promo code time suck L E E S a.com slash time suck. Promo code time suck link in the episode description. Do it. Enjoy it. Thank me later. And now time for today's time suck timeline. Strap on those boots, soldier. We're marching down a time-suck timeline. 1390 CE. To Understand the origins of the New World Order. You have to understand the origins of the Illuminati. And to understand the origins of the Illuminati, you have to understand the origin of the Freemasons. As we discussed way back in the Freemason sucks, the Freemasons gave birth to the Illuminati. Uh, And as we'll discuss soon, the Illuminati would give birth to the belief in the New World Order. It's all kind of tied together. Uh, due to a lack of documentation or because of Illuminati trickery, there is no real solid evidence of secret ritualized Freemason gatherings prior to 1717 when four Freemason lodges formed the first Grand Lodge of England. The earliest hard evidence of, of ritualized Freemasonry that links the Freemasons of old uh, to the Freemasons of uh, you know the 18th century and today is the Regius poem of 1390. Regius meaning uh, of or belonging to a king. And I can't read the original text because I don't speak 14th century Middle English, especially when it's put together in rhyming couplets. looks like fucking gibberish to me. Uh, The document, according to scholars who are, uh, to be fair, probably in on it, like Alex Jones says, uh, states that the document, talks about how the craft of masonry was brought to England in the 10th century, and the Regis poem speaks of how all the masons of the land came to the king for direction as to their good governance, governance. How King uh, uh, Athelstan, together with the nobility and landed gentry, forged the fifteen articles um, and fifteen points for their rule. This is followed by fifteen articles for the master concerning both moral behavior. You know, like do not harbor thieves, do not take bribes, attend church regularly, etc. And the operation of work on a building site. Do not make your masons labor at night. Teach apprentices properly. Do not take on jobs that you cannot do, etc. Uh, and I'm not going to go into much more depth here because we already did a two-parter on the Freemasons bonus suck 15 episode 69, you know, three hours of Freemasons plus another three plus hours on the Knights Templars. Uh, it's probably enough, probably enough. Um, but I would like to remind you that if if this all sounds suspicious, you know, the, the Masons are in it with the, you know, royalty. Just remember that Masons were an incredibly important. Uh, they were an important group of people in medieval Europe because they designed the castles and other fortifications. They built the churches very, 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 very important. They built the most important buildings in the kingdom of Europe when it came to both military and uh, monarchy might and spiritual power. You, you don't have strong castles. You don't have strong forces. You're not going to last as a kingdom. Uh, you don't have beautiful churches. You're not going to inspire your people to tie their very souls to your kingdom. And and you don't get great castles and great churches without kick-ass Masonic knowledge. Hail me from and the Masons protected that knowledge and handed it down to only those they deemed worthy of receiving it to keep their kingdom safe, to keep their trade strong, uh, to you know have their have their trade continue to be invaluable to kingdoms. Now, could an organization like that have used a cult or satanic powers to to build their fortresses via some type of black magic? Could they have used ancient alien technology? Could they have been working for those aliens? Could they still be working for them? Could those, those aliens be reptilian? I mean, yeah, sure, I guess so. Uh, You know, Tony Danza could be the devil. I could have two pairs of balls. Uh, My mom might be the world's best harmonica player. My neighbor might have built a spaceship out of aluminum foil and positive energy, but I really fucking doubt it. Uh, These are all things you can't just easily disprove. But it appears that Masons use good old geometry and grit to build their structures, not Luciferian or extraterrestrial trickery. Contrary to what is repeated all over the web uh, and what is stated on imaginative shows like Ancient Aliens, uh, also, uh, we do know how the pyramids were built. This is another thing about these masons. They must have used black magic because you know, they built the pyramids and nobody it was impossible even using modern technology. No one could even do it. That is, that's just not true. That's bullshit. Uh, it would be a suck in and of itself to describe in detail, but uh, building the pyramids just involved an enormous workforce made up primarily of slave and peasant laborers working for decades, enormous limestone quarries, boats, canals, pulley systems, elaborate pulley systems, and talented masons. Uh, there is evidence regarding how they uh, they were built in the forms of ancient um, papyrus scrolls written a few thousand years ago by men who actively worked on the pyramids and a lot of archaeological evidence. But there obviously isn't video. You know this happening. No one's recreating this today because it'll be super fucking expensive just to just to uh, solve an argument. Um, there isn't definitive step by step blueprints, so there is some mystery to it. And where there is mystery, with things like this, conspiracies flourish. Conspiracies flourish. In the land of maybe. Uh, The origins of some type of actual stonemasons go back beyond the earliest known Egyptian pyramids, uh, which are found at uh, Saqqara, northwest of Memphis. The earliest among these was constructed, uh, you know, between 2630 BCE, 2611 BCE. So, you know, for a long time, there's been people building impressive stuff. Jumping back to the Freemasons. So no, no one actually knows with any certainty how or when the Masonic fraternity we know of now was formed. The, the most widely accepted theory among Masonic scholars is that it rose from the stonemasons guild during the Middle Ages because that's where the, the rituals come from that masons use today. It comes from a Middle Age, you know, stonemason guild rituals. Uh, Freemason history is tricky because freemasonry in Prussia, Bavaria, Austria in the late 18th century was disorganized, confusing for a variety of reasons. Lots of competing orders, uh, lots of competing rites were invented, many of which have little or nothing to do with the original notions of English craft freemasonry. Uh, These new orders were names were Freemasons in name only. And if you think this this whole timeline is just going to be vague dates like that, don't worry. Uh, We're getting to more documented stuff now. It's just the the origins are just very, very murky. Uh, The origins of the Illuminati, the real Illuminati, not murky. Uh, We know exactly when they got going and who started this secret society. Uh, it It was in Bavaria in 1776, a professor of religious law named Adam Weishaupt formed a group called the Order of the Perfectibilists, uh, basically perfectionists, with the notion that through mutual aid, uh, philosophical discussions, careful advice, they could improve morality and virtue, oppose evil, improve society, and thus reform the world. It wasn't Masonic, but sounded Masonic, and in fact, Weisshaupt, uh did take some of his ceremonies from rituals uh, from some uh, Freemason lodges that were formed in his area because he had looked into being a Freemason earlier, was familiar with their rites, and forming a group like this seems super weird to you. Just remember that, again, as we discussed in those Freemason sucks, a variety of members-only organizations were very popular in the 18th and 19th centuries in Europe, also in America and around the globe. Uh, dudes back then loved a the boys' club, right? Some women loved a girls' club. There was the Odd Fellows, the Moose Lodge, Rebecca's. They all have their elaborate rituals. Why? I don't know. Some, some members can have fun, so they can network uh, you know, for new business opportunities, meet like-minded and or interesting people, get away from their families, and because we're herd animals, and it's just fucking fun to be in a club. You know, Time Suck has its own club now. The Space Lizards, I started it. And we have some rituals, uh, some, you know, things we say. And, I, and I'm going to add more, you know? A secret shake we got it already. Why not add more? Man, life is short. Get weird with it. It's fun. Who doesn't like having some secrets? And this Weisshoff fella, uh, he's probably the most important name in Illuminati lore. He's considered by many to be the, the founder of the Illuminati. I mean, he, I mean, he was. He was the founder of that, that Illuminati group. Uh, born in 1748 in Ingolstadt, a city in the electorate of Bavaria, now modern-day Germany, Weisshoff was a descendant of Jewish converts to Christianity. And why did they convert? Because anti-Semitic sentiment was rampant in Europe, and life was easier if you were part of the in-crowd, which was Christianity in Bavaria. And you tended to live longer and not get lynched or executed if you were not Jewish. Orphaned at a young age, Adam's scholarly uncle took care of his education and enrolled him in a Jesuit school. After completing his studies, Weishaupt became professor of natural and canon law at the University of Ingolstadt. Married, started a family. On the surface, had a very conventional, uh, you know, nice career. Uh, Until 1874, when the the Bavarian state learned of his incendiary ideas. As a boy, he was an avid reader, consuming books by the latest French Enlightenment philosophers in his uncle's library, and ideas, as we know, can be dangerous things. Bavaria in the late 18th century was deeply conservative, deeply Catholic, and Weishaupt started to have a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, uh, churches in general don't don't, don't like a lot of questions historically. He started to think that the monarchy and the church were repressing freedom of thought. He became convinced that religious ideas were no longer an, an adequate belief system to govern modern societies. And he decided to, to find another form of illumination, a set of ideas and practices that could be applied to, to radically change the way European states were run. Free thinking, challenging the supremacy of religious scripture and church leaders, historically a very good way to get yourself killed uh, or at least in a whole heap of trouble. Freemasonry was expanding throughout Europe at this time, offering attractive alternatives to free thinkers like, like Weishaupt. Uh, and he initially thought of joining the lodge, but became disillusioned with many of the Freemasons' ideas threw himself into books, dealing with such esoteric themes as the mysteries of the seven sages and Kabbalah, and decided to found a new secret society of his own. Uh Uh-oh, looking into new ways to worship that don't uh, include the existing established clergy? Great way to get in a lot of trouble. Seven sages, or seven wise men, is the title given by ancient Greek tradition to seven early 6th century BCE philosophers, statesmen, lawgivers who were renowned in the following centuries for their wisdom. Uh, men such as Thales of uh, Miletus, a pre-Socratic Greek, a man recorded by uh, Aristotle as the first philosopher in the Greek tradition, a man historically recognized as the first individual in Western civilization known to have entertained and engaged in scientific philosophy. And full disclosure, I, I uh, forgot to look up uh, his name phonetically. So I'm thinking Thales could be Thales. So, you know, I uh, just want to put that out there. Uh, Kabbalah is a form of Jewish mysticism a collection of old texts uh, texts and rituals, written to guide one towards direct communication with God. Uh, So Adam was a curious dude. I I think he would enjoy time suck. I I think he'd be a space lizard. He was (laughs) doing deep dives into subjects like Jewish mysticism and ancient Greek philosophy. And the Catholic Church, an organization that is spiritual, that had a spiritual stranglehold on most of Europe at that time, didn't particularly care for that. You know, any other idea that isn't there is competition and and big, highly profitable organizations like the Catholic Church uh, do not like competition. There is uh, only so much tithing to go around. Uh, And in the late 18th century, we're we're pissing off the church. Might not get you burned at the stake like it would in previous centuries. You could get you thrown in jail, fired from your job, have your life ruined. Uh, The more Adam studied, the less of a fan of the Catholic Church and the the nations controlled by the pope he became. He also became less of a fan of the Bavarian government, finding them intellectually oppressive. And he began to dream of a revolution. Uh, He wanted to create a world with freedom, as he wrote, from all religious prejudices. cultivates the the social virtues and animates them by a great, a feasible, and speedy prospect of universal happiness. To achieve this, it was necessary to create a state of liberty and moral equality freed from the obstacles which subordination, rank, and riches continually throw in our way. And then on the night of May 1st, 1776, the group that would become uh, soon known as the Illuminati met to found this order uh, in, in a forest near Ingolstadt, bathed in torchlight, There were only five men that first night, and those five men established the rules that were to govern the order. All future candidates for admission required the members' consent, strong reputation, uh, with well-established familial and social connections and wealth. Uh, So there's that. In the beginning, the order's membership had three levels, novices, minervals, uh, illuminated minervals, uh, minerval referring to the Roman goddess of wisdom, minerva, reflecting the order's aim to spread true knowledge, illumination uh, about how society and the state might be reshaped. So the Illuminati, to me, not looking so bad right now. Some cool dudes into questioning authority, into questioning their spiritual municipal leaders. I'm fucking into it. I like it. Hail Nimrod. Uh, through his lodge, Adam befriended and then interested several fellow Masons who fancied themselves intellectuals. You know, he's dabbling in Freemasonry. Uh, and quickly, they, they quickly changed their name to the uh, Order of the Illuminati, you know, meaning intellectually inspired. At first, he he only convinced, you know, those four others to join him that first night and then uh, and then they adopted secret names and codes to communicate with each other. Vice hopped, uh, in particular, he had to keep his role a secret because he was making his living as a professor of Catholic canon law <laughs> at a Catholic university. Under the pen name Spartacus, Weishaupt outlined a secret plan to infiltrate the Freemasons, overthrow the governments of nations and churches, take over the world, and create here we go a new world order mm-hmm. of tolerance and equality. So the Illuminati was real, real in the sense that uh, some dude did form a group uh, you know, with that name. Did get others to join, did have rituals, did want to overthrow uh, existing governments and take over the world. In a short time, the Illuminati grew to about 2,000 members. They expanded into Belgium, Holland, Denmark, Sweden, Poland, Hungary, Italy, and, of course, France. A friend of Weissop's Baron Adolf Nigg was a well-known mason in Bavaria and assisted Weissop with developing degree rituals based on Masonic ceremonies. Unfortunately, the Illuminati attracted both the best and worst of aristocratic society, and its aims began to lean far more to the destroy governments and churches side than than to the improve society side. And at the same time, Weisshoff's Catholic students at the University of Ingolstadt were being increasingly pumped full of his anti-Catholic rhetoric, Uh, the Jesuits figured out who Spartacus was, and they outed him. And uh, as the confessors to the royalty of Europe, they had their own network of spies and, and infiltrators, and they convinced the Bavarian government to arrest him in 1784. He fled the country. But he left behind incriminating papers outlining the Illuminati's ambitious plans for world domination. So that's true. Uh, they were widely published all over Europe to expose the Illuminati's secret plans, to flush out other members, many of whom would wind up in prison. In March 1785, the Bavarian Crown passed an edict which expressly banned the Illuminati, and uh and the, the order supposedly died uh, uh, by 19 by so uh you know, by 1785, the actual Illuminati is thought to have been gone. Um, last a few years, didn't overthrow anything or so we think. And what was happening in America to the formation of the Illuminati, the formation of our nation. This has not gone unnoticed at all. This timing by conspiracy theorists. Some think that Adam, uh, killed us president George Washington and then took his place as the first president of the United States. Uh, Washington's portrait on the U S dollar bill is said by some to actually be vice portrait. And what's on the back of the dollar bill, the Illuminati eye of Providence. And I used in Freemason iconography all the pieces fit. Hiding in plain sight, Adam became George Washington, then put himself in a hyperbaric chamber, placed in a state of suspended animation for two centuries, reappearing a few decades ago as both David Icke and Alex Jones. When have you seen them in the same place at the same time? It's the same puppet. Those two ass clowns make a mockery of the New World Order to make us all think it's a big laugh. When really, Hillary Clinton and President Crisis Actor are selling us out to United Nations slash Freemasons slash Shriners slash IJA, the International Association of Jugglers, which is a real organization based in Wilmington, Delaware. And their mission statement is, if you have your hands on more than two balls at the same time, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Fake mission statement, real organization. Okay, back to reality. Uh, Adam Weishaupt would die in exile. In 1830, in uh, Gotha, a German city, not part of Bavaria at the time, he fled. Uh, One of the members of Weishaupt's Illuminati group, important to the New World Order conspiracy, very important, who did not end up in prison or in exile, was banker, here's a big name in conspiracy lore, Mayor Rothschild. Dun, dun, dun! Talked about the Rothschild conspiracy at length in the secret suck. A quick recap of the Rothschilds. Uh, For the general TimeSix audience, uh, Mayor uh, Rothschild was a German-Jewish banker born in 1744 in Frankfurt. He would quickly build a banking empire far unlike anything the world had ever seen. Uh, He's the son of a businessman who worked in currency exchange for a local minor royalty member. And why did his family work in banking? Because it was one of the few careers legally available to Jewish people in medieval Europe thanks to a combination of anti-Semitism and Christian usury laws. Uh, Because these usury laws, uh, uh, you know— Actually, hold on on that. Uh, actually, uh, uh, let me say, Jewish people were prohibited from a large variety of trades in medieval Europe, but money lending wasn't one of them because of the usury laws. Uh, the church forbade charging interest on loans by Christians, citing the Christian notion of usury, citing such verses as Exodus twenty-two twenty-five, 25, which says, if you lend money to any of my people with you who is poor, you shall not be like a money lender to him and you shall not exact interest from him. Also, Ezekiel eighteen thirteen lends at interest and takes profit, shall he then live? He shall not live. He has done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon himself. So in order to get around the Pope forbidding Christians to lend money, you know, Christians, including uh, wealthy royals, uh, they, they started hiring these people uh, known as court factors. That became the term for it. A court factor was a Jewish banker who would lend their money on their behalf. It was just a classic loophole. You know, they couldn't technically lend money, but they could hire somebody like Mayor Rothschild to lend their money and have that money make more money for them the way all great investors do. And then, uh, you know, for like a fee paid to Mayor, of course. And Mayor was a really, really, really good at lending money. He was the Michael fucking Jordan of money lending. And after becoming a court factor in 1769, uh, Mayor Rothschild steadily picks up more financial clients. Eventually, his expanding client base leads him to become the financial lender for Crown Prince Wilhelm in 1785. Uh, this prince became Wilhelm the Nith landgrave of Hesse uh, Castle, a large German state. And then that dude had one of the largest fortunes in Europe at the time. And then during the French Revolution, Britain hired a bunch of he- uh, Hessen, uh, Hessian, excuse me mercenaries. Soldiers belonging to Wilhelm and Rothschild handled the payments, and then in the early 19th century, Rothschild continued to be the banker for the very wealthy Wilhelm. He got very wealthy off of that war, uh, even after Napoleon invaded Hesse and, and Wilhelm went into exile. And he and Wilhelm made a bunch of money financing uh, sneaking goods into Hesse past the blockade that Napoleon had set up. And Mayer also had ten kids, and he brought several of these kids into the increasingly lucrative family trade. Uh, you know, right time, uh, right place. They capitalized on great opportunity in 1798. He sent his third-born son Nathan Mayer Rothschild, born in 1777, then only 21 years old, to England to further family investments in textiles. And you know, if you see that date, uh, you know, um, at the at the very end of the 18th century, right? This is this is all in that same timeline of you know the Freemasons getting going and. Uh, you know, this, this Illuminati group and everything, uh, you know, so for conspiracy, it's like, oh man, all the pieces are right there. Um, uh, by 1804, Nathan was able to open a bank in London, the Rothschild's family's first foreign branch. The youngest son, James, born in 1792, sent to Paris in 1811 at only 19 to open another bank, enhancing the family's ability to operate across Europe. Following the Napoleonic Wars, James played a major role in, in financing the construction of railways and mining businesses that helped make France industrial power at the time And then they had kids who became bankers. And long story short, the Rothschilds became the wealthiest family in the world. The wealthiest family the world had ever seen. And the head of their family was in the Illuminati. He actually helped fund the Illuminati. So the head of the world's first most powerful banking family is the same man who funded the Illuminati. Dun, dun, dun. This is not conspiracy. Conspiracy. This is truth. This is documented fact. The Rothschilds became the bankers for numerous European nations, nations run by royals often related to one another. It all does paint quite a picture. Now let's get back to the end of the 19th century. Um, Excuse me, the the end of the 18th century. Uh, 1798, less than uh, 15 years after the fall of the Illuminati, Scottish pro-monarchist, a guy named John Robinson, Robinson, wrote proofs, of a conspiracy against all the religions and governments of Europe carried on in the secret meetings of Freemasons, Illuminati, and reading societies collected from good authorities. That is the actual title of the book. I've talked about this in The Secret Suck. And then also a French abbot named Augustin uh, Berul was working on a four-volume work, Memoirs, illustrating the history of Jacobinism. Jacobinism? Jesus. Both these works put forth the theory that the Illuminati had caused the French Revolution by roaming the countryside planting the vile seeds of heresy heresy and revolt among happy and contented French peasants. And there may be truth to that. The revolution did begin in 1789, just a few years after Adam Weishaupt and other Illuminati members did go into exile. They really did want to overthrow governments in Europe and begin anew. So they probably did plant the seeds of heresy and revolt. Uh, part of Barule's works would later then be plagiarized. This, is, this mythology just keeps building. It would be plagiarized and rewritten a century later as anti-Jewish propaganda, a primary source document for many new world order believers. Probably the most damaging propaganda that's ever been written in the history of Earth, the notorious, dun-dun-dun, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Let's jump ahead a little bit to 1903, right after a word from our final awesome sponsor. Uh, Today's Time Suck is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. With The Great Courses Plus, you can continue learning about all the things you still want to know, watch and listen to award-winning experts as they explore fascinating people, places, and ideas. With unlimited access to thousands of lectures, there's always something new to explore. Now, I recommend currently lecture number 19 from the course Your Deceptive Mind, a scientific guide to critical thinking skills. It's called The uh, Trap of Grand Conspiracy Thinking, taught by Dr. Stephen Novella. Mentioned him in that earlier uh, uh, sponsor um, mention. And it discusses the Illuminati. Uh, how perfect for today's suck. Uh, Doctor Novella talks about how illogical conspiratorial thinking, uh, how illogical it can be. Like using the Illuminati as an example. How an organization, or how can an organization, be so deviously talented that it can pull off the greatest conspiracy of all, controlling the entire world from the shadows? I mean, what could be harder to pull off than that? But how could it also be so careless and clumsy that it makes enough mistakes to allow someone like David Icke or Alex Jones to expose them? How can you take over the world but not manage to shut David Icke the hell up? This is just a small part of this lecture. Uh, The Great Courses Plus is fantastic and it's giving today's listeners a fantastic limited time offer. So get your first month free uh, unlimited access. Free unlimited access to enjoy their huge library of engaging lectures when you go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash timestuck. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash TimeSuck for a first month free link In the episode description, think critically. Now back to 1903. The exact origin of the Protocols is unknown, but in 1903, portions of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion were serialized in a Russian newspaper called The Banner. Uh, The version of the Protocols that has endured and has been translated into dozens of language uh, was first published in Russia in 1905 as an appendix to The Great in the Small, The Coming of the Antichrist, and The Rule of Satan on Earth. Fun book, fun pamphlet. Uh, by Russian writer and mystic and fucking lunatic Sergei, uh, Sergei uh, Nihilus, In 24 chapters or protocols, allegedly minutes from meetings of Jewish leaders, the protocols describes the secret plans of the of the Jews to rule the world by manipulating the economy, controlling the media, fostering religious conflict. Hitler was a big fan of this book. So was Lenin. So was Stalin. Uh, They would use it extensively in anti-Semitic propaganda. Millions of Jewish people have died because of these lies. Old school mass slander, man. We've talked at length in numerous sucks about how the Jewish people have had a tremendously rough go of things throughout most of European history. Because the Muslims had empires, the Christians had empires, but in medieval Europe, the Jewish people never did. They were continually a small minority, misunderstood in whatever majority culture they lived in. Uh, at least in Europe, and due mainly to the Christian mythology of having the Jewish people having a lot to do with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, Christian Savior, uh, they were constantly labeled as traitorous and untrustworthy. You know, they were continually persecuted. If you were a terrible ruler, uh, and it would benefit you to blame some small group of people for all your country's problems, oh, bing, 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 Jewish people, easy target. That's the go-to. Great target as well for conspiracies. 1921, the London Times presented conclusive proof that the protocols were a, quote, clumsy plagiarism. The Times confirmed that the protocols had been copied in large part from a French political satire that never even mentioned Jewish people. Uh, Maurice Jolie's uh, dialogue in hell between Machiavelli and uh, Montesquieu in 1864. Other investigations revealed that one chapter of a Prussian novel, Hermann Goetz Biarritz, in 1868, also inspired the protocols. And uh, and as I've already said, the French abbot uh, Augustin Barul was plagiarized for this as well. Um, and so what do they say in these things, these protocols? Well, here's a little quote from Protocol 11, the totalitarian state. Yeah, sound familiar? The goyim, which is you know, non-Jewish people, the goyim are a flock of sheep and we are their wolves. And you know what happens when the wolves get a hold of the flock? They start fucking them, first in the vagina, then in the butt. No, that's not what it says. Uh, it says <laughs> when the wolves get a hold of the flock, there is another reason also. Why, they will close their eyes, for we shall keep promising them to give back all the liberties we have taken as soon as we have quelled the enemies of peace and tamed all parties. It is not worthwhile to say anything about how long a time they will be kept waiting for the return of their liberties. For what purpose, then, have we invented this whole policy and insinuated it into the minds of the goys without giving them any chance to examine its underlying meaning? For what, indeed, if not in order to obtain, in a roundabout way— What is, for our scattered tribe, unattainable by the direct road? It is this which has served as the basis for our organization of secret masonry, which is not known to, and aims which are not even so much as suspected by these goy cattle, attracted by us into the show army of Masonic lodges in order to throw dust in the eyes of their fellows. Yeah, now we're getting into the the meat of the shit, the nitty-gritty. See what this propaganda, this provenly plagiarized propaganda, is doing? This, this, the nationless Jewish people holding secret meetings to get what they really want. The world. Meetings where they declare their superiority to all other people, brag about manipulating the world's Christians. And then this propaganda ties the Freemasons to the conspiracy. The Freemasons are tied, as we know, to the Illuminati. The Illuminati tied to the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds, the wealthiest family in Europe by the early 19th century, tied to the various monarchies of Europe. America is born from those monarchies. It's all the same families. Everything's connected. Don't you see it, sheeple? And then in the 1960s, uh, new texts uh, are, are written by a couple anarchist hippies of all people. Uh, that revived these old paranoid fears and shaped them into a new vision of the New World Order. I had a fascinating uh, uh, dig into these guys this week. Did not know anything about them. Found this <laughs> all very, very, very interesting. In the mid-60s, mid-1960s, handful of copies of a small printed text emerged within the LSD-loving authority, uh, or LSD-loving authority and establishment hating American youth. Principia Discordia. This book was a parody text for a parody faith. Discordianism. Conjured up by enthusiastic anarchists and thinkers uh, to, to bid its readers to worship uh, Eris, the Greek goddess of chaos. The discordian movement, a uh, collective that wished to cause civil disobedience through practical jokes and hoaxes. I think of the nihilists. I think of like, remember Flea, those actors in The Big Lebowski? Just agents of chaos. Uh, the text itself never amounted to uh, anything more than a little counterculture curiosity, but but one of the tenets of the faith uh, that such miscreant activities could bring about social change and, and and force individuals to question the parameters of reality was immortalized by another author, Robert Anton Wilson. This son of a bitch. Uh, we have him specifically to thank for a lot of today's idiots of the internet comments. Uh, this uh, Wilson and one of the authors of The Principia Discordia, Carrie Thornley, Well, they decided that the world was becoming too authoritarian, too tight, too closed, too controlled. Uh, They wanted to bring chaos back into society to shake things up, and the way to do that was to spread disinformation, to disseminate misinformation through all portals, through counterculture, through the mainstream media, through whatever means necessary, and they decided that they would do that initially by telling stories about the quote-unquote Illuminati. Uh, Wilson worked for the men's magazine Playboy, and he and Thornley, ah, they started sending in fake letters from readers talking about a secret elite organization known as the Illuminati. And then they would just send in more letters that would contradict the first letters they'd written, just get everybody all worked up. And I do find this pretty funny because I also worked at Playboy. Uh, I worked for the pay-per-view branch of the business, hosting the Playboy morning show for, for two years. And, <laughs> and our producers there used to make up fan mail for our show because no one would ever send anything <laughs> that was intelligent. Uh, we would occasionally do these segments based on fan mail. And if you read the real fan mail, uh, it would just say stuff like, how can you guys don't show penetration? Hey, uh, does Andrea like anal? When are you guys going to get some bitches with some bigger tits? I mean, seriously, it's fucking just gross. It's disgusting. It made me hate the show. I was on more than I already did. It was just dumb shits, uh, writing in dumb, you know, misogynistic type, you know, just, just fucking jerk off trolls. Uh, that, that was, you know, a lot of the audience. And uh, our producers, you know, they were embarrassed by that too. They didn't want to, you know, uh, create more of that. So they would just write fan letters that read a little bit more intelligently. They would write stuff like, hi, love your show. This is for Andrew Andrea, my wife, and I enjoy role playing, but I have a hard time staying, well, <laughs> hard uh, when I pretend to be someone else. Uh, I worry that my wife secretly would rather have sex with someone, anyone other than me. Are my concerns valid or am I letting my insecurities into the bedroom? And then she could say something intelligent back to it. No one ever actually wrote in a letter like that. Uh, and, and supposedly, from just talking to other producers, that shit happens all the time on shows and in print. Uh, not on this one, uh, if you can trust me. Every time sucker letter uh, has been real. Uh, but but now, uh, these guys make me want to throw uh, one of my lies into an update just because it would be fun uh, to fuck with listeners, but I won't do that. Because I, <laughs> I do want you to trust me, which is why I always call out my lies. So anyway, these guys, I'm guessing, they had a blast manipulating Playboy readers into thinking the Illuminati was a real and active threat to the Amer- to American life. Oh, man. Can- I mean, can you imagine making up those letters and then you're sitting in a bar like six months later and you just hear some wackadoodle in the corner be like, ah, listen up, the fucking Illuminati has been trying to do I read all about it. Uh, so Wilson and his buddies, they're not the only ones talking about Illuminati-type organizations during the counterculture revolution of the 1960s. Uh, Previously unknown author Mary M. Davison publishes The Profound Revolution in 1966, a manifesto positing that the new world order hides in plain sight detailing how real-life institutions like the Federal Reserve, the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, uh, U.S. government operate as fronts for the international banker. See, there we go. Protocols of Zion. A shadow establishment. And by international banker, you know, again, yeah, she just means the descendants of the, uh, the, the Rothschilds and all that kind of stuff. They're friends. Uh, this book amplified themes of communist infiltration, advanced in bestsellers like John Stormer's 1964 None Dare Call It Treason. Alex Jones' uh, favorite book, uh, True Story. Uh, William Guy Carr's The Red Fog Over America and Ponds in the Game, published in Britain in the 1950s, then uh, republished in America in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. One world government classics that warn of a very particular uh, political trajectory. First, they, they, they fluoridate the water, next, it's World War III. You know, like Alex Jones once said, they're putting chemicals in the water. They're turning the frickin' frogs gay. (sighs) I swear that's a real quote. Uh, Do any of these books possess any real evidence to back up their claims? No. Uh, None are taken seriously by any academics, which just feeds the conspiracy. Of course they're not taken seriously. They're laughed off because the academic elites are in on it. Secret masons, part of the ongoing Illuminati, Zionists, puppets of the Zionists, actively bringing about the new world order. And, of course, these books are going to be paranoid about communism. Uh, the Cold War still growing strong. The Russians still the boogeyman. Why? What is the Federal Reserve anyway? Uh, the Council of Foreign Relations, uh, since these things get mentioned. Well, the Federal Reserve was created by, on December 23, 1913, when Woodrow Wilson, acting president, signed the Federal Reserve Act into law. But the Federal Reserve System, often referred to uh, as the Federal Reserve, was simply the Fed, central bank of the U.S., Created by Congress to provide the nation with a safer, more flexible, more stable monetary and financial system. Um, and right now, I'm actually not uh, uh, reading off of notes. Right now, there's a there's a Illuminati, There's a reptilian in the room, and he's just holding up. Uh, he's holding up like cue card signs, and he's telling me exactly what to say. And then there's another reptilian that has Kyler Monroe, and it's like, "Fucking, do you want? You want me to fucking choke him down? You fucking tell you. This is what you tell people. Uh, the Federal Reserve's <laughs> responsibilities fall into four general areas." Uh, one is uh, conducting the nation's monetary policy by influencing money and credit conditions in the economy in pursuit of full employment, stable prices. Uh, another one supervising and regulating banks, other important financial institutions to ensure the safety and soundness of the nation's banking and financial system to protect the credit rights of consumers. Uh, another one is killing any U.S. president such as JFK who threatens the power of the Federal Reserve to manipulate the economy of the United States on behalf of evil Satan worshiping international Jewish bankers. Uh, that, of course, is a lie but not one I made up. That's uh, one out there that a lot of conspiracy theorists believe. Uh, another real one is maintaining the stability of the financial system and containing system, uh, systemic risk that may arise in financial markets. Another one's providing certain financial services to the U.S. government, U.S. financial cert- institutions, foreign official institutions, playing a major role in operating and overseeing the nation's payment systems. So the uh, that's what the Fed so, uh, does. And the Federal Reserve has been a target of conspiracy theorists since its inception who believe, among other things, that it's run by foreigners, not part of the U.S. government, uh, it prints money as it pleases. It's never audited. And, you know, they had Kennedy killed. Uh, the bank is not run by foreigners. The Federal Reserve is run by a combination of a Federal Reserve Board and the 12 Federal Reserve banks, who together form the governance of the system and a board of governors, is comprised of Americans. And the Reserve is part of the government. The Board of Governors and the Federal Reserve system is a government entity. Seven members, including the chairman, are anoint or appointed. Anointed. Mm. <laughs> I almost let out my lizard anointed by the king of the Illuminati. No, they're appointed by the president with the advice and consent of the Senate and report semi-annually to Congress. And, and, and I'm glad these positions are not elected, by the way. Uh, I want someone who knows the most about money uh, running the economy, not someone who wins a popularity contest. Uh, regarding printing money, the, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing does that. Uh, they're part of the U.S. Treasury. The Fed uh, does get to decide how much of that to add to the economy, though, how much to circulate. And the Fed is audited. The Fed's Board of Governors subject to an audit every year by a firm using generally accepted accounting principles. Zero evidence of the Fed being involved in the Kennedy assassination. Why is the Fed tied to the New World Order conspiracy? Because of the international Jewish banking conspiracies we discussed, because they control the money. And, you know, people control the money have to be in a conspiracy, you know, where there's a secret shadow government making lots of money. Uh, What about the Council on Foreign Relations? Uh, It's a think tank founded in 1921, headquartered in New York City, office in Washington, D.C., Uh, Dedicated to being a resource for its members, including government officials, in order to help them better understand the world and the foreign policy choices facing the U.S. and other countries. Has about 5,000 members and dozens of secretaries of state, uh, CIA directors, bankers, other senior politicians have been members or are members. Uh, Regular citizens can also be members. Uh, Angelina Jolie, randomly, is a member. To be a member, all you have to do is sacrifice one red-blooded American patriot to the Jewish reptilian master's of the group who do live in a bunker 666 miles below Jerusalem that is separate from hell only by a small door uh, made from the skin of virgin martyrs. Behold Baphomet, leader of the underground Zionist federation of bankers. Hail Satan, slave master to the Goyim masses. Uh, No, that'll now probably be edited out and spread around the internet as proof that I'm part of the conspiracy. Uh, Now, to become a member, you just have to uh, be a U.S. citizen or a permanent resident applying to be citizen uh, (laughs) and and pay annual dues. It's a group of people who understand that the U.S. is never going to enter some crazy isolationist period. We have to work with, we have to trade with, we have to provide aid and military to other fucking countries. So we should probably study how best to work with those countries. Uh, Easy to see though how this translates into working for a one world government. Okay, 1972. Fierce Christian anti-communist paranoia and an interest in organizational cultural Uh, Activities were coming together in the late 50s and 60s, as well as uh, evidence uh, by the formation of the John Birch Society in 1958, which saw civil rights legislation, the rise of the welfare state, regulations around occupational safety as, as evidence of a coming one world government. And then in 1972, conservative commentator Gary Allen publishes None Dare Call It Conspiracy, prefaced by California Congressman John Smith's which extends the paranoia to deficit spending and basic banking, offering tales of how organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, carry forth the economic agenda of an invisible global power elite. It sells five million copies. New world order. New world order. Here come those fucking black UN helicopters. Our own government sold us out. Uh, Except those black helicopters still aren't here in 2018, right? We're still free. I can still say crazy shit on stage and on this uh, mic, on this podcast. Come on, New World Order. How come you're not suppressing me? Or am I in on it? I mean, now that I think about it, uh, there is a giant pentagram under the carpet of my in my basement uh, that I did draw in blood of a local church leader that went missing. And uh, if, if if I push all five points of the pentagram at once, a secret tunnel does open up beneath uh, my basement and it does lead, now that I think about it, uh, to, the, to the Denver airport. And it is full of Satan, Satan worshipping reptilians and Jewish bankers uh, who do. They, they give me gold. They throw me bags of gold. Yeah, here's another bag of gold. Spread your lies. Uh, to throw people off the truth. And all they asked was for me not to, to uh, tell you guys about it. Uh, fuck. God damn it. Uh, uh, hey, Joe, we're going to have to erase the last uh, few minutes. Uh, per the explicit instructions of my New World Order masters, Hello, Uh The Trilateralist Commission. Just mentioned them. Who are they? Uh, They're a non-governmental discussion group, a.k.a. think tank of sorts, founded by David Uh Rockefeller—uh-oh, Rockefellers—in July 1973 to foster cooperation between Japan, Western Europe, and North America. They had their first biannual meeting in October of 1973 in uh, in Tokyo uh, when David Rockefeller proved his loyalty to the Japanese New World Order elite by eating a white Christian baby in front of his masters while pissing on an American flag, draped over a few more babies— while being anally penetrated by a train of 10 international Jewish bankers. Woo! New world order! Now, they really did have their first meeting in Tokyo. Uh, David Rockefeller was a powerful U.S. banker who died in 2017 at the age of 101. He should have died at 71, but he lived off an infusion of reptilian DNA for another 30 years. Uh, His fortunes were estimated at over $3 billion at the time of his death. He also graduated cum laude from Harvard, 1936. Once dated JFK's sister Kathleen... Studied economics at the London School of Economic, uh, of Economics and got a PhD from the University of Chicago in 1940. He worked for the uh, U.S. military intelligence offices in, in World War II. He was a CEO of Chase Manhattan Bank from 1969 to 1980. His family owns Chase, Man, uh, Chase Manhattan Bank. Uh, Chase Bank, the Rockefeller family, initially made its money in petroleum in the late 19th century. John D. Rockefeller Sr., F- Rockefeller uh, the patriarch, John D. Rockefeller Jr. would acquire Chase Bank, and they've been one of the wealthiest families in America ever since. And, and they talk with people from other countries. They promote relationships with other countries. And the only reason to do that is to form a new world order. Wake up, sheeple. Uh, and Gary Allen, uh, author of None Call It Conspiracy, the book, uh, again, that Alex Jones would read as a teenager that would <laughs> form his mind. Um, uh, he, he also wrote The Rockefeller File in seven, 1976. All about uh, the Rockefellers conspiring with international bankers to manipulate the world's economies and rule the world new world order. Okay, a year earlier, 1975, the chaos of the Illuminati myth spreading, Robert Anton Wilson, that anarchist playboy writer, and another playboy writer, Robert Shea, uh, write the Illuminatus uh, trilogy in 1975, which attempts – or attributes, excuse me, cover-ups of our times, like great cover-ups like the JFK assassination to the Illuminati. Uh, the books become such a surprise cult success that they're made into a successful stage play in Liverpool. Now it's one of the world's most popular theories. Now, even celebrities like Z and Beyonce take on the Illuminati symbolism. Uh, 1978, William Luther Pierce publishes The Turner Diaries, a vivid racist novel about the 2099 uprising excuse me, of the downtrodden organization, a white revolutionary movement against the all-powerful system, the left-wing Jewish government. Uh, the book, which begins with the passage of gun control legislation, uh, becomes a holy text of the paranoid, racist, kind of very far alt-right. Uh, Pierce was inspired by fear that the New World Order establishment would act first to confiscate the weapons of those who might resist the takeover. In 1983, former Air Force officer academic uh, Tex Mars and his wife Wanda published A Perfect Name for Your Pet, Start Harmless. First in many books, they would write to help readers in their careers and personal lives. But then by the late 80s and early 90s, things start to fucking take some turns. Uh, Mars begins exposing the nefarious ways in which the political establishment is beholden to an antichrist, N- Say, Newt Gingrich is a closet Marxist and a member of the occultic secret society known as the Bohemian Grove. He told that to a reporter in 1996. Uh, what's the Bohemian Grove? Well, every July, some of the richest and most powerful men in the world gather at a 2,700-acre compound in Monte Rio, California for two weeks of heavy drinking, super secret talks, uh, rituals, uh, druid-like worship. Uh, prominent business leaders, uh, former U.S. presidents, musicians, oil barons, uh, more have met under the guideline of weaving spiders come not here, uh, which means business deals are to be left outside. But they're not always left outside. Uh, one exception, 1942, uh, planners of the Manhattan Project, took pl- uh, the planning of the Manhattan Project, excuse me, took place at the Grove, which led to the creation of the atomic bomb. Uh, New World Order believer Alex Jones infiltrated the Grove with a cameraman in 2000 and captured footage. Of guys wearing costumes talking about nature, huh? Uh, <laughs> it looks to me like a just summer camp for the wealthy and powerful. But are you sensing a pattern here? Whenever rich and powerful people meet in secret, especially if they meet with an international audience, it all feeds the new world order conspiracy. Uh, on March 6, 1991, President George H.W. Bush gives a speech to Congress detailing the possibilities for global cooperation and internationalism in a post-Cold War world. And his speech includes a very poor choice of words. Uh, he says, We can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. Fucking alarm bells going off. Hiding in plain sight. That Illuminati motherfucker selling us to the globalists. It's all there. Uh, Bush's words authorize a variety of fears, including that one world government overseen by the United Nations. The close of the Cold War introduces a new panic. The new new world order. You know, announced by globalization and NAFTA-style borderlessness is now coming into focus. It's tied to the UN. In 1991, Pat Robertson publishes The New World Order and crams a litany of villains, Freemasons, Wall Street, of course, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, New Age Mystics, into a New York Times bestseller. In 1992, anxiety about NAFTA's effects on national sovereignty uh, coursed through Operation Vampire Killer 2000. It's author a former uh, Arizona police sergeant named Jack McLam will found an organization called police and military against the new world order. He's taken it that fucking far. Uh, McLamb's vampires are metaphorical. You know, the enemy is anyone who seeks to weaken our national borders. They, the globalists, he said, have stated that the date of termination of the American way of life is the year 2000. Y2K. Clearly that didn't happen. Uh, I was just talking about Y2K this past Thursday on the secret suck. When I spoke about Alex Jones, uh, not trying to plug the secret suck a bunch, but there's just so many parallels, uh, in this, in this suck. Uh, I just talk about conspiracies way more there than I do here in a segment called the Third Eye of David Icke. And I just discussed how uh, I was growing up in you know North Central Idaho and Riggins in the mid 1990s, and there was a lot of New World Order shit being discussed. A lot of it revolving at that time around this Y2K uh, crazy shit was supposed to go down on New Year's Day 2000, and it, and it all revolved around this like this glitch that was supposed to. Um, it was like based on computers' calendars, where you know the way I remember it. Uh, they didn't account for, which just sounds ridiculous, computer. Or some people believe they didn't account for computers like rolling over to the year 2000, and when that happened, it would just cause uh, internal mayhem in computer, and basically it would shut everything down. So some weird glitch would shut everything down, and then everybody's financial assets that were tied now to the you know to the web were going to go down. They're going to be frozen, and and it was all part of this plan of the new world order to take things over. That was you know everything like uh, uh, electrical grids because you know the. Uh, the power system is tied to computers and the computers are tied to this glitch. So all the power is going to go off. Everything's going to get shut down. Stores are going to be shut down. And that's when the new world order is going to sweep in and take everybody over, put everybody in these FEMA work camps, these slave camps. Uh, this is all in this plan laid out by books called, you know, like like none dare call it conspiracy. And, uh, and, and people got worried about it. It sounds crazy, but like my dad, not trying to disparage my dad. I love my dad. But he got so wrapped up in this that he bought a bunch of gold, was hiding it in the walls of our house. He basically invested in a bunch of gold <laughs> and a bunch of guns in the mid 90s so he could be ready uh to have gold to do transactions with, because gold's always worked as currency, you know, when the when the fucking dollar crashes tied to this Y2K shit. And uh and he could, so he could buy food and, and resources and then lots of guns so he could defend his food and, and resources from the fucking anarchy that was gonna happen and the and the UN people <laughs> and the the New World Order and all that shit. Ah oh, uh yeah. So, so the, yeah, crazy. I mean, I remember people talking about supposedly um, there was UN troops hiding along the Canadian border, and you know, they were going to come down with their black helicopters, and it was the Bilderbergers, and the trilateralists, and all that kind of stuff, uh, You know, all, all, all based on New World Order stuff. The Bilderbergers, by the way, their name comes up a lot with this. The Bilderberg meeting is an annual conference held since 1964 in the Netherlands named after the Bilderberg Hotel. And – uh Osterbijk, Netherlands, where the first meeting took place. And the goal of the Bilderberg meeting is stated by the organization to bolster a consensus around free market Western capitalism around the globe. Uh, In 2001, Dennis Healy, Bilderberg Group founder, did say, To say we were striving for a one-world government is exaggerated but not wholly unfair. Oh, this really lights up, conspiracy believers. He says, uh, those of us in Bilderberg uh, felt we couldn't go on forever fighting one another for nothing and killing people and rendering millions homeless. So we felt that a single community throughout the world would be a good thing. Bilderberg is a way of bringing together politicians, industrialists, financiers, and journalists. Politics should involve people who aren't politicians. We make a point of getting uh, younger politicians who are obviously rising, bringing them together with financiers and industrialists who offer them wise words. It increases the chances of having a sensible global policy. Uh, and then, when a journalist working for the UK's Guardian, John Ronson, asked uh, Dennis in 2001, "Does going to help your career?" he said, "Oh yes, your new understanding of the world, your new understanding of the world, will certainly help your career." And John said, "Which sounds like a conspiracy." And then Dennis said, "Crap, idiocy, crap. I've never heard such crap. <laughs> that isn't a conspiracy. That is the world. It is the way things are done, and quite rightly so. So you know, dun dun dun." He kind of admitted it. One man admitted that, uh, you know, his group would prefer that the world have a uniform capitalistic government because he believes that would reduce war and homelessness. Is that an admission of a conspiracy or just maybe uh, maybe overly optimistic but but very logical thinking? I mean, think about World War I we just talked about. If, uh, if it was one government controlling all of that, would that have happened? I mean, possibly not. On uh, November 30th, 1993, President Bill Clinton signs the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act, as everyone knows by now especially after government sieges on Ruby Ridge and Waco gun control, the first step towards a one world government uh, from 1993 to 2002 sounds silly, but the X-Files is out there and it gives a generation uh, the gift of extreme skepticism, right? Cause the most compelling storylines in, uh, in the X-Files weren't about UFOs, weren't about cryptids. It was about the, uh, with the smoking man and you know, about this, uh, this, this secret shadow government conspiring with aliens to control us all. Uh, February 28th, 1995, the headquarters of the new world order, AKA the Denver International Airport opens. <laughs> this is a, a true rumor and it comes from airport designers with a wicked sense of humor. The airport city and county planners, clearly either Freemasons or people who like to joke about Freemason conspiracies. They chose to dedicate the airport on March 19th, 1994. And if you add up the numbers in that, uh, the 19, 1994, 191994, you get 33, right, the highest level in Freemasonry, the most important number in Freemasonry. Time capsule and plaques placed around the airport include Masonic symbols, They credit the New World Airport Commission. Hilarious. It's actually on some plaques. Uh, The airport's website, FlyDenver.com, has a a section called The Denver Files About His Conspiracies. It addresses the airport building costs being more expensive than originally thought and and blaming that on uh, they didn't account for the construction of Illuminati headquarters. So are they just joking around or are they hiding the truth in plain sight? Wake up, sheeple. They mock you. Stand up to your reptilian masters. Dig, 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 dig beneath the Denver airport until you find the truth. Actually, how great would it be to read a story about a dude who gets arrested for digging a tunnel under the Denver airport to find lizards? Uh, Two years to the day after the end of the Waco siege on April 19th, 1995, Timothy McVeigh, new world order believer who had actually gone and watched the standoff in Waco between the the branch Davidians and the federal authorities. uh, He and his conspirators detonated truck bomb outside the Alfred F. Murrah federal building in Oklahoma City, an innocuous bureaucratic building that McVeigh uh, weaned on pro-militia literature uh, takes to be an expression of of uh, tyrannical governmental overreach. The blast kills 168 people, making it the bloodiest act of homegrown terrorism up until that point in U.S. history. Uh, and he, he does that to try and kickstart a, a NWO counterrevolution. November 21st, 1995, Prodigy raps on a remix of LL Cool J's I Shot you saying Illuminati want my mind, soul of my body, secret society trying to keep their eye on me. N.W.O. Paranoia infects hip-hop throughout the 90s. Artists such as KRS-One, Poor Righteous Teachers, Wu-Tang Clan, Tupac reimagined the anti-establishment themes of the late 80s uh, you know, with this New World Order theme. Um, on July 7th, 1996, a break in the televised feed, uh, or there's a break in this, this televised feed, and then there's an ominous warning on a lot of people's uh, TV screens that says the following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. I think I actually saw this when it came out. Uh, a brotherhood of renegade wrestlers stage a hostile takeover of the ring, and World Championship Wrestling launches the New World Order, uh, one of the most successful storylines in the sports history. So just Sunday, 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 brother, the New World Order is coming for you. Better call the Rothschilds, Ric Flair, get your Builder Bugger buddies down to the ring, Shawn Michaels, and tell them that Hulkamania may be dead, brother. But now from the ashes, the new world order has risen and no one's safe from my 24-inch pythons pressing you up and tossing you out of the ring, brother. You're with us, you're against us, brother. Y2K's coming. Woo! So, you know, that happened. Ah, couldn't help myself. Had to do it again. Okay, July 25th, 2001, uh, radio host Alex Jones accuses the U.S. government of plotting terrorism, points to Osama bin Laden as the boogeyman they need in this Orwellian phony system. After the World Trade Center's Towers uh, fall on September 11th, Alex Jones accuses the government of a cover-up. It was an inside job. He gets taken off FM and AM waves in about 70% of his markets, and he points to this as proof that he was right. The New World Order is trying to silence him. Uh, February 2007, the Montana House of Representatives issues a joint resolution standing against the NAFTA Superhighway, a series of roads running from Canada through the United States to Mexico that represent the first step in the erosion of our borders and the establishment of uh, the New World Order. No such highway exists. Oh my gosh, sorry about that, I just, uh, apparently the lizard is trying to get me. Um, even though I had my phone on, do, do not disturb, shut the fuck up, Siri! Um, that was weird. Uh, I guess I gotta turn it completely off, cause the fucking lizards just set my phone going crazy, you know? Trying to keep me from the, just trying to keep me from the truth, you guys, how weird was that? Never happens. I have it in my pocket every single episode. Damn you, Illuminati! But anyway, no such no such highway uh exists. There's no plans to build I don't know what the fucking Montana people were thinking about uh getting worried about this weird superhighway. I know people were thinking about it. Uh in Portland several years ago in a hotel shuttle. Um, Lindsay and I had our ears talked off by some crazy dude talking about this new world order superhighway that's gonna cut the, you know, country in half. He was talking about FEMA work camps. <laughs> said, we better go if we're gonna go east of the Mississippi anytime, you know, if we wanna ever do that, basically we better do it soon because pretty soon we won't be allowed to leave. Uh, yeah. Uh, we never got that guy shuttle again. Uh, October 13, 2008, British Prime Minister Gordon Brown calls for a new Bretton Woods so that the world's dominant economies might craft a vision for the global economy, interpreting Brown's comments as a confession of the NWO. Uh, NWO, excuse me, Fox pundit Sean Hannity later pro- proclaims that the conspiracy people have suggested this for years. March 2009, uh, KRS-One raps. They put a blackface on the New World Order, referring to the inauguration of President uh, Barack Obama, He didn't want anyone to think that just because you have a black president now doesn't mean the uh, New World Order is gone. You got to stay woke. Uh, January 7, 2012, New York Magazine writes, Jay-Z and Beyonce welcome their first child into their lives. In an obvious nod to the reptilian overlords, they named their daughter Blue. Born under, (laughs) wait, Blue, uh, excuse me, which has to be an acronym. Born living under evil, Ivy, Illuminati's very youngest, Carter. Wake up, sheeple. Uh, I just thought that was a pretty funny joke that they wrote there. And I could list more examples, but I think you get the picture now. I think you get the picture of how this conspiracy has developed think we all understand it. So let's hop out of today's Time Suck timeline. Good job, soldier. You made it back. Barely. Okay, so now we know about the origins of the New World Order. It can be traced back to Freemasons, uh, the original Illuminati, you know, the... Uh, Uh, Jewish bankers, a few powerful royal families, the Vatican gets mixed in sometimes, you know, the Knights Templar. Uh, What's the common theme? Uh, People being afraid of secret societies and also a lot of Christian fundamentalists, uh, you know, being afraid of Jewish secret societies. Not trying to piss off Christian time suckers, but the history is what it is. Uh, And and also look at the comment section of uh, under any major conspiracy. And there is a lot of devil talk and so many Bible quotes, like so many. And I get it. Uh, a big no-no in Christian fundamentalism is idolatry, worship of false idols, uh, because the Catholic Church has prayer candles and images of saints and the Virgin Mary. These are considered by many to be idols. And uh, who wants you to worship idols? The devil. Uh, so what are people meeting in secret and performing rituals doing? Worshiping the devil. Uh, but I, but again, to be clear, it's not just Christian fundamentalists. There is an inherent distrust amongst the uh, the poor also and many of the uneducated towards the rich and the educated. How, why do they get to be rich? What What are they doing uh, in their fancy, having their fancy getaways? Why do they get to go to you know uh, Oak Grove, you know, and wh- why do they get to do all that stuff and have their Bilderberger meetings? You know, they 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 must be fucking making secrets. They're they're doing some stuff in secrets. That's why they're rich and powerful. They're making deals. Who are they making deals with? People from other nations trying to sell us out. And then, and then you know you mix in 200 plus years of conspiracy literature, and it all it all adds up to create just a big rabbit hole for someone to get lost in. And now with the web, it's it's easier than ever to get to get lost for fuck thousands of hours, you know the never-ending discussion of this stuff, you know where people can just continually throw out more evidence and add to the mythology, out for more proof, you know for others to read or watch. And now let's have some fun with all this proof because there is a lot of fun stuff out there. uh, For you know again a special special edition, Reverend Doctor Joe Paisley is going to be here for today's Idiots of the Internet
1: the internet. Internet.
0: internet. All right. Today's video, Joe and I are going to be talking about, introduce him in a second, is The New World Order, a 6,000 year history uh, uploaded by UFO TV. So you know it's going to be good. Yes. The Disclosure Network <laughs> on October 2nd, 2013. 4,465,229 views as of November 13th, 2018. Over 25,000 likes, 2,600 dislikes. And over 6,300 comments, and I would say, easily, looking through a lot of them, uh, 95% plus are very pro-NWO, in that they think uh, the NWO is for sure real, and that you're an idiot if you don't open your eyes and see the truth, and uh, in the description of this video is now presenting a detailed and complete 6,000-year history of the New World Order and the Illuminati, includes the history of the secret society's ancient beliefs and the matrix of control that has shaped human history for thousands of years, also includes for the first time a documented history of the true birth of the Illuminati and finally its effect on the world today. And uh, and welcome, everybody. Uh, you're, you're listening. We got this on video as well. Joe mm-hmm. Paisley. Joe motherfucking Paisley. He's right here. It's right here. Oh, hey. oh. We're sitting next to each other. Hi. And, uh, yeah, many of you uh, who listen regularly, obviously, you know that uh, Joe does the—he uh, produces the show, does the sound, and uh, and sometime next year, we're going to be doing our own show together. Uh, I know. I'm looking forward to uh, it. Yep. We're wrapping up stuff on the app, getting everything mm-hmm. tied up, you know. Getting, we're not going to jump the gun. We're getting things short up. We're already brainstorming uh, a show. I don't even want to give it a name away because I don't want someone to take it. And don't do it. Don't, don't
1: take it. Don't Just take don't, our name. Don't put your— Mouth out there, but it, the words. but
0: it'll, but it'll be, it'll be a much more beefed out version of the edits to the internet segment. Cause yeah, because I, I always envisioned it as, as being more fun with uh, another person. And Joe's a funny dude, smart dude, and you and I have been talking <laughs> all week <laughs> about this uh, episode about uh, you were raised in Idaho as well. Yeah, and and just this conspiratorial kind of way of thinking. And I like what you were saying earlier before we get into the comments about who, 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 like who do you know in your life that's really good at keeping secrets. Yeah, I mean, maybe a person, but when right. the secret has to do
1: with world domination, right? I don't know anybody that can keep that secret, right? Let alone, you know, if you look at it, in a, if you're trying to plan a surprise birthday party, right? You're gonna have a difficult time. Yeah, some, someone keeping that under wraps. A lot of yep. times, it gets fucked up.
0: Oh, I. Uh, <laughs> what did I do? I I did that a couple years ago. I'm not used to secret parties, and uh, it was for my mom, and I fucked it up. And all I had to do was just not mention it. And I, and I was like, and I remember I was with like my uh, sister and Lindsay. And, and then I just I just completely forgot. And I just asked my mom, like, so what do you want to do for your party? And then my sister shot me like, are you fucking kidding me? Look, God and, damn it, Dad. And I was like, you know, like, uh, for in Christmas. the uh, Christmas, <laughs> and I, I switched it. Luckily, she didn't pick up. Like, I switched it. But, I mean, she had told, I think there was maybe eight of us tops mm-hmm. who knew about this. And we only had to keep the secret for two weeks, and I blew it. And you, it, it's hard to do; it's hard to keep secrets. because you talk about stuff, and then when you have to, how many
1: hundreds of thousands? I mean, what's what's the elite count? Do they? There isn't one. I'm assuming. No, no. Uh-uh. So how many people are a part of the ring? Right. And it then varies, I mean, I you, think you according can to... you can draw the parallels between that and the flat Earth theory, where right. they think every government, along with every space agency right. and every employee, yeah, is just keeping it under wraps. Uh, to trick everybody. Right, right. Like, everybody is in on it. Right. There's no fucking way. <laughs> somebody's going to
0: blow it. And and like and like the Flat Earth you brought up, n- the New World Order conspiracy is similar in the sense that, you know, n- not all Flat Earthers agree on what the Flat Earth conspiracy is. Yeah. There's a lot of disagreement over, like, who's trying to trick us, why they're trying to trick us, what the trick actually is, how the Flat Earth works scientifically. Same with the New World Order. It's like some people believe it's like these agents of uh, of Satan. Some people believe it's aliens. Some people believe it's like the U.N., combinations of those common, you know, like, yeah. and, and usually I think like when it's that murky, when there's that many different versions, that alone also is like, oh, come on, doesn't like, why is there that much disagreement? If it's look, real,
1: I picture the like street sign situation, like in a wizard of Oz type thing, right, right. where it's just a thousand different arrows pointing a thousand different directions Yes, and you get to pick which one goes there. And if you have enough different directions, right. then you can never be wrong. Right. There's infinite right. amount of reasons why it could still, you know, games, it's right. still going. They shut down, they shut down one street. Oh, yeah. We got all these other reasons that it's yep. still happening. And
0: that's why, and, and that's why these conspiracies will never go away. Because like, uh, you know, <laughs> they are fun to talk <laughs> I about. I them. Uh, like, like a lot of the New World Order believers prior to the year 2000, as I talked about already, you know, Y2K was supposed to be the date. Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of people in print predicted, here's when the takeover is going to happen. And then what is always amazing to me with these things is like the next day, no one's no one's out. They're no. like, oh, okay. I, they tricked us again. <laughs> they thought it because when it's when it's a when, when it's a secret <laughs> group. Ah, <laughs> oh god, that was funny. <laughs> when it's a secret group that no it one
1: can be it, fine. It was the canned food business. Right. That planned the two k Well, oh, I think I read about that one time. Oh, that, seriously? Yeah. That they that was their whole push. Because oh, then everybody to sell. had to buy non-perishable foods. Oh my
0: goodness. genius. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's Good the job. Kind, that was. Those are the kind of conspiracies I believe in. <laughs> yeah. I believe in like a, a business trying to exploit paranoia <laughs> to make a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't believe in Yeah, but but it is interesting, like with a secret group like this, you never get to disprove it. Mm-hmm. It's uh and, and which is that what parallels religious thinking. You never get to disprove anyone's God. Mm-hmm. You never get to disprove a secret organization. That the nature of it, is it a secret? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, that's why you don't get it,
1: because it fucking shadows, dude. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because it's fucking secret. It's not supposed to make sense. <laughs> if it did, then it wouldn't
0: be a secret. Okay, so I, I, wanted, right, let's do this. I wanted to do something different on this one. Usually, as you know, uh, listening to the show, I kind of cherry pick around and mm-hmm. just find random comments. But I wanted to give like the tone of this. And so I swear to you, I mean, I guess, you know, people could look, look at this video themselves. I gave the uh, name of it and everything already. I just went through the first. Um, I believe it was twenty. Originally, I was going to do ten. I think I opened up to twenty. No, fifteen comments. Okay, um, you found a happy medium. Yeah, found a happy medium. Okay, let me see. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, I guess we'll find out here because I, I, I wrote my notes and I changed my mind. But I, but anyway, all these are sequential. These are just the first ones I saw, not just picking. So it starts off with Jane JT user Jane JT who says, so basically, if we stopped using money, their power would cease. Sure, we might be a little uncomfortable for a while, but it is definitely possible to live without money. If we all did it, we would take away their power. There's actually enough resources and combined skills for everyone on this planet to live comfortably. I love hmm. fucking idiot solutions like this, where some <laughs> guy just, you know, spitball and is like, why don't we just, hey man, <laughs> hey, why don't we stop using money and just, you know, barter? Like, hey, why don't you grab an axe? You chop
1: the wood, <laughs> right? Put it in the fireplace, right? You, you're being comfortable you for a little bit. You're gonna be warm. Go kill an animal. You Go, dumb shit. <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> We're gonna be fine. All of us. Right. Everybody. Right. In, right. This
0: does not fucking work <laughs> anymore. And,
1: and and that's the the grand scheme of the the idiocracy here. Right. Is that it, it, he's looking at it such a on a local level. Right. Like he's looking at his friends and family. Like yeah. Stop spending money. Can you imagine if everyone, oh, the world, chaos. everybody just stops spending? You right. like Fuck it.
0: Right. Who wants a fur coat? I'll trade you for a pancake. <laughs> and if you're living in like New York City or San Francisco, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, like you, there's not enough. People don't know enough hunters. No, no, no. To barter for food and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and then like to make clothing. It's like we don't have those skills anymore. And since we lost like in, in our country specifically, all our manufacturing base or just a large portion of it, we don't have the skills yeah. to do that stuff anymore. You yeah. can't just like <laughs> – like best case scenario – a small group of people in an area like ours in northern Idaho uh-huh. would be able to kind of scavenge together a shitty life in some cabin with no electricity or running water and live on just fucking deer venison <laughs> and I don't even know the ex- vegetables, the, yeah. fruit vegetables. Yeah, the expansion of skills, <laughs> right? Like that money
1: allows yeah. for for humans to expand upon, right? Like what you can do and still be a part of. Of society and still right, specialized stay, roles. Yeah. But if you take that away, yeah. you're gonna be a fucking butcher, blacksmith, right. you're gonna hunt, right. or you're gonna
0: pop out kids. Yeah. Like those are your options because that's you can't focus your effort everywhere else. Right, exactly. And we've gotten so far removed that, that yeah. so, I mean, we wouldn't last. No. Where it's like if you if if Jane JT got to have his way <laughs> Uh, 400 years ago, three, or 400 years ago, maybe even, I don't know, maybe 150 years ago, some people will be okay because people used to live that way. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. But even like, even old time fucking pioneers would still go to a trading post and stock up on flour and other <laughs> stuff. It's like they weren't doing all of the skills. I think uh, if you, if you pull the money out and, and get
1: people that miserable, that, that is actually a better step for the new world order. Like they've right. got you by the balls even more. Oh, right. Because you just purposely put yourself into shit. That's like, true. I'm not going to survive.
0: Make if, every, yes. Yeah, that would, be, that would be what they wanted. If they shut down the money and were like, all right, if you want your money back and you want your power turned back on, you got to be part of the New World Order. <laughs> yeah, come on. And I'm and like, that's, that's how they I, get you. Can I play Red Dead Redemption <laughs> no. 2 again? No, you can't. It, but if I come back, can In I? In real life, <laughs> can yeah. I come back? I, all right, then I'll okay. fucking do it. I'll, I'll do be part of the New World
1: Order. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs>
0: I'll do it. Oh, thanks, Jane. Thanks, Jane. Uh, so second post is uh John Shuck. And uh, uh John posts, everything leads back to Lucifer. The Bible is the only book that makes sense. And, and I never want to pick on r- religious listeners, but I just glancing through, 50% There's a lot. of the comments in this one are of that ilk. Of talking about mm-hmm. of how this is, Satan. is, is Satan's predicted. Plan. Yeah. But what I love about it Satan's plenty, it reminds me of like Armageddon apocalyptic type thinking, where it's like Every generation has all these people, and you can see it all over the web now. Where it's like, oh, this is it. End times are here. No asshole. Everyone has been saying that, or not everyone. Uh, uh, fucking wackadoodles have been screaming that every generation for almost two thousand years.
1: And I always and, all, and they're always wrong. Yeah, they're always wrong. You picture you picture the progression of of the. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the on the name of the book where everyone is a number. Right where that's talked okay. about, okay, and you can that has happened forever. Oh, that's right. The mark of the Beast is going to be the yeah, number, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. So uh, everyone is just defined by a number, right? And so first it was uh, bank accounts, right? Then it was
0: phone numbers. The century. then it was credit card. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can't remember, but yeah, one
1: of those kind. Of books. Yeah, and 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 uh, and then yeah, credit, ta- cards? And credit cards, and then you talk about the chip implants. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. forever evolving, but the 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 fact of the matter is is identifying by a number is just how you can sort shit right there's it's a lot of the most people efficient way then you have you've had a social yeah. security number tied to your name for how long right i mean so you can find other ways to progress it and tie it into the bible right um, right because and, it it does have there's it's such a blanket statement you can find a way to tie everything right. into it i just like what a weird
0: way to live just to be like it's yeah. uh, it's coming it's coming oh. just like like waking up every day angry that the devil isn't here yet to kickstart the Armageddon that'll bring back Jesus. Like, come on, you guys! Just fucking do it! Got these fucking guns locked up! Why aren't the locusts buzzing around? Come on! Canned corn! Got my greens! (laughs) My wife left me, my kids don't talk to me, all I have left is
1: Armageddon! I got this bunker full of awesome shit and I've been waiting to use it.
0: Come on, guys! Come on, Bible. Mom, please. Okay. Uh, the next post is, the third one is data. Uh, Dada. Uh, people just make up this weird name. But it, <laughs> but it says, um, shameful, no conscious, no morals, no guilt, occult secrecy, but like secret sigh is how they, the, spelling that I always correct as I read these. Uh, he blew it. He blew. Yeah. <laughs> he's blown a lot of these mm-hmm. words. A lot of these words. Uh, occult secrecy. Oh, how a tangled web they weave when they practice to deceive. I Wonder what would happen if all of humanity stopped buying, stopped paying their taxes, and put their foot down land, their middle finger up. If the whole of humanity did this all together, it would be a financial disaster. True. Mm -hmm. Uh, These corrupt organizations are nothing without humanity. Humanity always holds the power. This guy really went on for a while. He, He let it go. The day we realize this is the day the occult order will crumble, for they think... They have us mentality and physically with humanity's hands tied behind their backs. This has gone on too long in secrecy's hiding. I love how he spell secrecy. I like how he spelled all of this. It's awful. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> hiding everything from humanity, but no longer. If humanity really knew, really knew these places would have been burned down. If there was real justice in these worlds, these organizations would have been thrown in prison for absolutely everything in the law book. <laughs> you guys are charged with everything. If only <laughs> law was used correctly and not rewritten again and again. So this corruption goes on. This is not the vision God intended for his children. There it is. There it is. The world has become so corrupt by man's greed. It is too corrupt. It is Oh, it is too corrupt to save. Hmm. He doesn't. He's not freaking on his twos the, uh, or any of this. This day this is wiped away from this world will be the day darkness shall leave this world. It sickens me how much humanity has suffered because of these corrupt evil corporations. JFK. <laughs> Look at that segue. I, no, I just like what he did here. JFK Kennedy. The K is for fucking Kennedy. It's like when people say, rest in peace, like, but then rip, oh, rip in peace. Yeah. R- right, right, right. Rip, rip, in, rip, rip in peace. JFK Kennedy was trying to straight up was to be straight up with humanity. And they silenced him for good. Humanity was meant to live in the light, not in the darkness, but I believe in God's wisdom. They will be dealt accordingly to their deeds. It is a matter of time land, no time. Mm. And people are waking up more and more. Their corruption and justice will be done in favor for humanity's suffering by God. Uh thanks. Bok Show for that. Whatever the fuck that was. Oh that hurt. That hurt to look at. So much of this on the uh comments on the uh, on the web too, where it's like, man, maybe spend a little more time, you know, uh getting like a like a sixth grade equivalent education as far as knowing how to write. Like my daughter Ugh. can write so much more eloquently like this than in the fifth grade. Like the You know, come on. Like you can you can understand the wrong Ten, you know, there, right. in your... But, yeah, but, but constant.
1: It, but just, I mean, organizations right, right. In, and, the,
0: in the commas, and, and when right. things run together like that... And when you tie it to the message where it's like, this person, and, you know, uh, there's no way to say this, that's not like a dick, but, like, they're clearly very uneducated, which is why they think shit like this. Because mm-hmm. they're being held down. Because they're being held down. by the, the Illuminati fucking kicked him out of school in eighth grade. Took away his pencils. Took away <laughs> The Illuminati... <laughs> Fuck it. One day, he had a best pencil, like a number two, very sharp, me- solid mechanical. Mecha- oh, yeah. Okay, even better. Mm-hmm. He had a mechanical pencil. It was his favorite thing in the world. All he wanted to do was learn. And then some lizard overlord was like, ah, ah, give me that. Yeah. they eating, ah. eating the, eating the ah. lead out that, of it. Give me that knowledge. I don't ah. have any refills. I can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll be dumb forever. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Next one, fourth post by J. Dore D., Yeshua, I've never seen it spelled that way. No. It's like Yahweh, but whatever. That's a weird spelling. Uh, maybe I'm just don't know it, but Y-E-S-H-U-A, and then a parenthetical uh Jesus Christ is the way to the truth and the life. Okay. So another one, of those uh Fifth by Beverly Brown. It is so sad that people do not read the Holy Bible. It tells mankind that the New World Order is coming in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sixth post by <laughs> for Jesus for eternity. Uh-huh. They do not finance wars, they steal taxpayer money to create wars. Okay. I mean, I mean uh-huh. people don't know me yet, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I I'm Catholic. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've been you know
1: have my 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 special middle names oh, Francis right, Xavier right. Lin- Lindsay does too by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Marie so Faith. I have all that. But if you look at what she just wrote right. for Jesus for eternity, they do not finance wars. They steal taxpayers' money to create wars. Right. I mean, you could say that you just you just describe religion oh right 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 I mean, right or, in, or, in a or sense lots of big spin, yeah mm-hmm. a lot of big things you know that right that create wars to benefit themselves and you talked a little bit about Correct. that earlier on yeah and so well that that and, puts and there, you out in my mind when you read that it's like well, don't, don't talk about starting wars oh against, right against you know right. when you're
0: yes because the catholic church has f- funded a lot of wars yeah. as have other people or people have used the guise of religion to uh and, and i do think with this kind of like thoughts i mean I do believe that governments do shitty things to start wars that benefit the people in power, that benefit their corporations. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was one of those people with like the Gulf War where it's like Cheney and Halliburton. I was like, that's fucking convenient. You know, you get to be part of the administration that that, that declares this war and then the corporation what that you are the CEO, I believe, or, you know, one of the heads of, if not the head, I think, gets to benefit greatly from government contracts. I won't go so far as to say like all of this was manufactured to create that to happen, but when, but they're, people are opportunists just in general, mm-hmm. you know, like that. And if, and if you were given the financial incentive to like, all right, well, we don't like these people anyway, and they are doing bad stuff. And if we declare war, you'll make a billion dollars. I think almost everybody would like, would rationalize it at that point. Be like, okay. That sounds fine. I mean, but they're bad, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're terrible they're, they're people. Terrible
1: people. Fucking let's do it. Yeah. There's situations that lend, uh, if, if you're in a place of power, I guess it'd be difficult to just right. say, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I th- I th- sometimes I think um, that a conspiracy, there's put unrealistic expectations on other humans who are just in charge of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where it's like, I bet a lot of the people, th- you know, throwing the conspiracies around, like if they were in charge, would do a lot of the same things that they point to as like, aha, yeah. back in this new world order. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, human nature.
1: Reminds me of one of my favorite sayings, which is, you know, money is the root of all evil. Yeah, it's it's like, so true. That's just something that poor people say. <laughs> Who said that? Is that, that I, no, just, right, that's yes. I just I I don't know where I I've been saying it. I feel like since I was a teenager, I heard right. it somewhere. I heard it somewhere, like, somewhere too. No, nah,
0: it's just something poor people say. Yeah, some stand up. I think some comic might <laughs> oh, have been really? there. I okay. think some comic, but No, nah, that's what poor people say. Yeah, because I think it was a comic. <laughs> Maybe it was Daniel Tosh or somebody. Maybe, but like, uh, but yes, um, I think there's a lot of truth there too. Because you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you don't know until you're until you're there. Until and you're like, there. Oh, okay. okay. Until okay. you have it. Yeah, you hate them. Right, right. <laughs> I get it. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I think, I, I think I bring this up later in today's episode, but it's like when, when people just, yeah, are, they never get to be around people with money. Like I'm not wealthy, but I have worked with a lot of comics who are wealthy. And because there's this attitude, it's like, well, the new world order won't let you succeed. But I've met people 10, 15 years ago who were just the same as me, just traveling comic, you know, paying their bills mm-hmm. who now are fucking millionaires. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 they didn't hold them back. They, it happened. They found a way. They found a way. How did they do it? They fu- they, well, they, they gave their souls. They gave in. They had a baby, and they it. let one of the lizards eat it. Ugh. Ugh. Classic. Classic gateway <laughs> drug. Classic gateway move. <laughs> uh, the Seventh Post by Ferg saying governments are the biggest serial killers since recorded history. I, I've seen variations out all the web. It always kind of was like, oh, dude, shut up. Okay. It's like, yes, wars are started, but that's different than fucking Dahmer trying to make sex zombies. They're not True. Serial ki- like, yes, those death, are, death happens different? because of what? Because of nations fighting. And, you know, wars have been manipulated, but okay. But straight up
1: like to that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. That's just an easy
0: thing to shock. Uh, Eighth post by Richard Pacone who says, we didn't listen to Eisenhower in 1951 or Kennedy in 1961 or Nixon in 1971. Now to bring everyone up, to, I did do research on this. Okay. Just to get the facts because I was like, what is this dude talking about? I figured he was talking about the military industrial complex with Eisenhower. He just got the dates a little wrong. I, so I think, of course, uh, of course, course. he did. Yeah. But he knows we didn't listen to them in 1961 or 70, well, 1972, in. and then, but not 1951. Um, in 1961, Eisenhower gave his farewell address on January 17th, and he warned us about the military-industrial complex. Which I do love this speech. He said, "Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry, right?" And, it, and this is coming what a decade and a half after uh, almost of World War II. Um, American makers. Of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well, but we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions, added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. And this is a military dude, Eisenhower, a career military dude. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources and livelihood are all involved, so is the very structure of our society in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought by the military-industrial complex. So, you know, he's warning about don't give in to this big complex that can then dictate like wars going forward because we got all these weapons, we've got to use them. Mm-hmm. You know, is, 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 so he is, yes, he, he did warn about the military industrial complex, which I, I am wary of in moments. And then JFK, a few months later, April 27th, 1961, so he had that year right, mm-hmm. addressed the press, uh, spoke to the American Newspaper Association at the uh, Waldorf uh, Astoria, that hotel in New York, and he said, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. He ends with, uh, with our help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Now, he was addressing the press, and he was just saying, like, yeah, we're not going to keep information from you because that's important. Mm -hmm. But conspiracy uh, thinkers say, like, see, he was referencing the illuminati sure because he talked about secret societies uh, uh the side note yeah has nothing to do with anything the last
1: leg of that script yeah uh moretta my band uses to open up one of our tracks on our album are you serious <laughs> yeah. that's fucking awesome man i know so uh you know looking at that in context ah, that's cool and and the reason we used yeah. it is not yeah. necessarily about it's not really about that it's more about helping each other out and right? stopping the huge divide Okay. Um, but he, there's so many wonderful catchphrases in that little yes. speech that yes. just makes it so like, I mean, powerful to yeah. hear. Yeah. If you've ever listened to it, you get it and you go, wow. I have on YouTube. Yeah. Like, what's he talking like, like, you know, it's just, it's JFK. You know, a
0: powerful speaker, Yeah, man. He,
1: he gets it. And, uh, and I see why you could take that as like a, a huge Like a non Illuminati. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, I,
0: and I do agree with his, you know, like, yeah, don't, don't, uh, have a secret government. Tell me all Um, your secrets. Tell me, Yeah, tell me all your secrets. When's my birthday party? Uh, In 1972, not 71, Nixon said at a toast to the Chinese government at the Hall of People in Beijing, uh, February 25th, he said the Great Wall is no longer – and this is – he's addressing opening relations with China for trade and everything, like Mm -hmm. it's a new – dawn of a new era. Mm -hmm. And he says this Great – the Great Wall is no longer a wall dividing China from the rest of the world, but it is a reminder of the fact that there are so many – or there are many walls still existing – In the world which divide nations and peoples, the Great Wall is also a reminder that for a generation, there has been a wall between the People's Republic of China and the United States of America. In these past four days, we have begun the process of removing the wall between us. We begin the talks recognizing that we have great differences, but we are determined that those differences not prevent us from living together in peace. You believe deeply in your system, and we believe just as deeply in our system. It is not our common beliefs that have brought us together here, but our common interests and our common hopes. The interest that each of us has to maintain our independence and the security of our peoples and the hope that each of us has to build a new world order in which nations and peoples with different systems and different values can live together in peace, respecting one another while disagreeing with one another, letting history rather than the battlefield be the judge of their different ideas. So, you know, he's just saying like, yeah, we're going to start working together. That's the new world order. We're going to like work. You get to have your culture. We get to have ours. Mm -hmm. And it, and it is interesting. I see this all the fucking time, on, especially when we talk about this in Secret Suck and this Third Eye of Ike stuff. These c- conspiracy um, people, they will throw out things as if they are facts. Mm-hmm. You know, just tell, well, hey, they warned us about this exactly, and ding, ding, ding. And it'll be, no, they they meant, they meant reference phrases that you're using. Yeah, it's, it's, it's— And you're similar to what you're saying. It's nice words that you like. Right, nice words that you like that you have— Uh, shoehorned Mm -hmm. into your own paranoid narrative. Yeah. That happens all the time. David Icke in his speeches, I've I've looked, I've researched it. He will take somebody's quotes, but it'll be, uh, one part will be something they said like in 1963, and then another part will be something they said in like 1978, and a third part in 1982, and he will Frankenstein all of them together in one phrase, completely out of context, that pushes a narrative that that person saying all those three things never meant to be compiled. Well, that's never. what that's what they were saying. They were just waiting for the right
1: mind to find David, like, put it
0: all together. The fucking, they were just throwing out breadcrumbs. Yeah, they're like here.
1: Grab, <laughs> they were too grab. scared to say it outright because the lizards. I'm going to say something else in five years. It goes <laughs> Pay with this. attention. Pay put, attention. Paste it right here. Squint
0: your eyes. <laughs> see the truth. Put them together. That's fucking what I connect that's what I, the I, dots. Wake up, cheapo. Come on. Uh, ninth post, uh, Nakona Wilson. Everything is a lie. All these years. All right, you watch one fucking YouTube video. She's right. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, it's all a lie, you guys. Everything. I wish right now I could just rip off my own face and this video and reveal a lizard head and be like, "Ha ha!" We'll get the budget for that. Okay, eventually. Uh, tenth post by Mark w- uh, Wooters. And what kind of sick world do we live? Whoa! Mm-hmm. How, let's. How many exclamation one, points? One, two,
1: three, four, five, six, seven, eight,
0: nine, ten. 11. And no question marks. No, 11 exclamation points. And what kind of sick world do we live would be a question. Like yeah. you're asking, what kind of sick world do we live in? His, <laughs> his is a, just a new kind of phrase. And what kind of sick world do we live? In what kind of sick world do we live?
1: <laughs> ah, like he's no. running by naked
0: <laughs> at a football game. No answer needed. Yeah. He's not just stating a statement. He's just letting you know. In what kind of sick world do we live? <laughs> Uh, 11th post by Sarah Thomas, the world is so wicked and the elite so secretive and fooling the masses while dabbling it in the occult, I'm guessing occult, uh, and yet atheists scream, there's no God. What a frustrating and wretched world. Now that person would be fucking fun to hang out with where she's mad at you for not waking up and smelling the Satan. Like why can't, you know, he's all around us, pull your head out, come on, wake up. It's unreal. It's unreal. Uh, Come on. 12th post by Lee Rodriguez noticed that all presidents that went against the NW or yeah, NWO were killed. Okay? Oh, and right. uh and JFK was one who stood up for the real USA. Amen to those who honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do they always have to <laughs> fucking throw in that thing at the end? And I love notice that all presidents that went against He doesn't name them. Um, no. Just all of them. Uh, he knows. <laughs> hey guys, just want to remind you Remember all the presidents who stood up against the New World Order? All were all killed. All that if they've died, yeah, they were. They got it. And I guarantee, if you met that guy in real life, and you're like, which which ones, Lee? All of them. He Lincoln. All of them. But no, but specifically, which president? Oh, um, um sure. Sh- he'd start naming presidents that weren't even presidents. He'd be like, uh, f- Franklin, Franklin, Benjamin um, Franklin, Benjamin Franklin. Remember the 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 key? Um, he did the mm, key on the kite. The kite president, uh, <laughs> uh, President uh, Jordan, President Jordan, Michael, Michael yeah. Jordan, President Michael Jordan, mm. was he, but he's still alive and wasn't president. Uh, he, re- he replaced. G- he was replaced by a lizard. You can't jump that high without lizard legs. <laughs> Come on, dude, wake up! <laughs> Come on now. 13th post by Martha Williams, 15 minutes in, and so much disinformation. So that's the first Thank one you. that's like, what the fuck, you guys? Which, by the way, if you watch the video,
1: yeah. just by the logo at the beginning, right. you know what you're in for. Right,
0: right. That oh, yeah. that,
1: that late 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s, mm-hmm. like just found out mm-hmm. how to make a 3D thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Until yeah. so you made one. Mm-hmm. That's that's So it. good. Ooh, UFO. <laughs> oh, and this was my favorite one in the first 20. Uh, 14th post by Cardikey. What the fuck am I doing here at 1 a.m.? And this shit is getting interested. I probably meant interesting. Actually, I searched for NWO linked with WWE. So he wanted the brother. Come on. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. He goes, what? I've spent nearly over an hour. Oh, God help me. Uh, I've and, been there. and I, yeah. I have too. I, yeah, I'm like, why have I wasted this much time?
1: Let's just looking up. Just looking up how to fix my dishwasher. I, I
0: love like, trying to go to bed, and I'm like, i oh, just going to check some, uh, I don't know, some sports highlights. <laughs> yeah. And then two hours later, I'm just on this fucking deep, <laughs> s- weird place with, uh, yeah, like New World Order or <laughs> lizards.
1: Looking up some some uh, some sports highlights, and then before you know it, you're in a fantasy league, and you're in the middle of a draft. <laughs> you're like,
0: <laughs> shit, how did, this, ah, how did I waste God, these months? Oh, man. Uh, finally, okay, so I did 15. 15th post by George uh, Michael, who says, this is real history. Uh, there you go. That, he said it, so true. I can't argue. True. That's true. Real history. Thank you. If you want real history, you go to UFO TV. Just by the ne- by that brand. You're like, oh, Whew. this is the real shit. This is good. You,
1: I, I've been, what have I
0: been doing? No more fake news here. This is it. UFO TV. They have a team of investigative journalists <laughs> sharing Cheetos <laughs> and fucking... They they, uh, they understand they're
1: just in my best interest and in the right. ad and the video itself has about seventeen ads placed oh, yes. inside of it. Yes, yeah.
0: there was a lot of people mad about the ads <laughs> on this video. There were so many ads. I bet. Um, actually, that comes up in one of these comments. Oh, I really? You here, because uh, these are some juicier ones. I thought user Kokel Partali posts liars. It is not a new world order. It's a Jewish world order. Nothing else. Wake up, people! So I just wanted to illustrate. There were a lot of those. When you dig deeper, it all comes back to the things I was talking about earlier. Uh, user Graham Hughes post. My only question would be when we are in this new world order with one bank and one government, then how will they continue to make money from wars that supposedly won't then exist? And this one just stumped all the people. They're like, yeah, but they control us. Like no one can answer the question. Under the pla- <laughs> yeah. yeah, but now they have us. Yeah, it's but over. It's over. But, but yeah, but what about the fucking money? Because in that video, there's this all this talk about how that you know, like it goes back to the Rothschilds and mm-hmm. European families about manipulating countries into war, mm-hmm. and that's how they make all their money. And I just love when someone introduces like reason, like yeah, but then there'll be no more war if we're all on the same team. Yeah, yeah, but then that's okay. Ye- but listen, that's when they've fu- that's when they've won. Don't you get it? Yeah, but what do they? But they want money. What do they win? They've what won- they won the winning thing. No, they don't need. They don't need the money. They have all We're the money. All, they have it all. They have all the money. Well, they're
1: gonna need more. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what I love. The fuck out of here, Kevin.
0: <laughs> I loved all the logic holes when, like, like when they go back to the Feds, the Federal Reserve. They're always talking about, like, yeah, but they're just printing all this money, and then they'll also talk about how the, they're part of the new world, old, new world order, and the and the basic goal is controlling all the money. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, let me get it straight. They print all the money, so they could. That's unlimited. They've already. They're, they're They've there. All, they have all the fucking money. They did it. But you still okay? All oh, right, fair enough. Fair enough. Good point. And then a uh, user. Okay, this is regarding the commercial. User oh. Tommy Allen posts fifteen commercials, and I don't ever comment. But I feel like someone don't want people to watch this, or is it just me? <gasps> oh shit! He's twisted the commercials into the new world order. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that just brain fucked me. Like I, I was even, as I was reading it, I was yeah. like,
1: oh yeah, I get what.
0: <laughs> right. I love how you could take anything because because the obvious thing to me is. This UFO TV are exploiting, exploiting people's paranoia to make a lot of YouTube revenue. To make a bunch of money. Yeah, 17, f- 17 ads or whatever, 15 ads in a, in a in a video that gets over 4 million views. You're going to make some good coin. Mm-hmm. But he twists that into like, ah, they're trying to make people not what? watch it because, you know, commercials are the most effective way to shut down a fucking video. <laughs> and it's, ah, those are the fucking Illuminati. Oh, Tommy Allen, my new favorite. <laughs> my new favorite <laughs> idiot of today. Okay. I like I that. There's just two more here. <laughs> <laughs> two more. Uh 210 sub posts. It all I love this one. It all started when that Lincoln Theater guy pulled the trigger and killed Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's actually John Wilkes Booth uh killed Lincoln in in, in the Ford Theater. <laughs> I love he just knows he knows it involves a word Lincoln. <laughs> and he knows, and he knows that someone pulled a trigger, and that's so, all he knows. Oh, and location. It was in a theater. He, he knows it was a theater. Yeah, he, and he knows there's the word Lincoln, and he knows it involved a murder. It's like he was texting <laughs> during history <laughs> class,
1: and that's just kind of what made it. He just he looks. <laughs> oh shit! Someone shot. Who's that? Thanks for the, Thank the, you the, the hat. Who's the hat guy? He, who's that? When someone shot the guy with the big hat. <laughs>
0: Who was in charge of stuff in that one theater. <laughs> and what a weird president to associate with the New World Order. Oh, the guy who freed a lot of people? <laughs> yeah. He's part of the suppression? Yes. What are you fucking talking? Well, <laughs> just think, when you put it together with the commercials, <laughs> then it makes sense. It was during the commercials at the theater. <laughs> and it took his big hat off. <laughs> and the last one, uh, user Callie Harley, Just I felt like gave, gave me a nice place to end this on. Just, which is, I thought this, I love this statement. Okay. Uh, she posted, people in the future will look back at this era as the golden age of bullocks. Whew. So true. It is true. This is, we are in the golden <laughs> age of fucking nonsense. But of wackadoodleness. To our credit. Yes. We just got the internet. Right. We, just, <laughs> we haven't had it that long. Oh, we just got it. Right. Right. Fuck, it's, a, it's, it's a, fun. It's, it's still a shiny new toy. It
1: is. A, we right. How are we going to, how are we going to use this power? Right now we're still figuring that out. Right now it's like right. fucking whatever I want.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna do with this shit. <laughs> and Joe and I are gonna use it to mock a lot more stuff uh, mm-hmm. sometime next year, man. We're gonna we're gonna take it way past YouTube, take it into Yelp, and into social media posts, make fun of ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh and, and do it because it is it is good. I think just to constantly talk about this stuff because it is it's becoming so pervasive. though it, I feel like it's yeah. nice to have like just to have like a weekly reminder of like, hey, don't fucking think like this, please. Not, there's other people out there like you. Who Who are annoyed?
1: Who are annoyed by the amount of disinformation and just arrogant baloney cakes?
0: And there's so many real problems. That's what I always think about with stuff like this. Like, what if all the people worried about the new world order? What if they all came together and like volunteered, took the time that they spend like ranting and railing about the new world order, and and volunteered for like some organization that helps end you know hunger or gives you know uh, drinking water to people who don't have it Mm -hmm. or works on vaccines for third world countries where you know easily treatable diseases people are still dying of like there's a lot of bad shit happening that you could help with yeah but
1: yes why would you even try because you're, you're going to put in a lot of work right to get it going right and then they're, they're, they're going to stop you
0: fucking new world order never ends it never ever ends but we're done uh thank you joe paisley for today's idiots of the internet I hope you guys liked it
1: idiots of the internet oh, internet <laughs>
0: All right, so so what have we learned really today? And, and, and again, that was so fun. Uh, big thanks to uh, Joe motherfucking Paisley, the Reverend Doctor, getting in here for some idiot to the internet. Uh, but what have we learned? I mean, you know, that many people live in an enchanted world. And a lot of those people believe in conspiracies, people who believe in non-human entities, like the devil, influencing wealthy and powerful people, like Jewish uh, international bankers. Uh, do I believe in the new world order? No, not in the way that the uh, conspiracy believers tend to believe. Uh, Not in some cartoonish way, where uh, some nefarious force is going to enslave the population. You know, conspiracy theorists remind me of doomsday prophesies, you know, where uh, a lot of that Armageddon is coming talk. And and as we said, there's a lot of that in the thread. Um, You know, people have been predicting the end of the world for hundreds and hundreds of years, as I talked about back in that Nostradamus suck. And those people have always been wrong. That's the thing they've always had in common. They've been wrong every fucking time. You know, how many times is the Antichrist supposed to have uh, shown up by a certain date? You know, hundreds, thousands. You know, how many times has the uh, the Antichrist kicked off the apocalypse, you know, in, in actuality? Uh, zero. Zero times. Uh, the New World Order was supposed to take things over in 2000. Nothing happened. You know, none dare call it treason. That primary modern New World Order text was published in 1964. It spelled out impending doom. It's coming quick. Well, 54, uh, 54 excuse me, years later, no doom. More freedoms. Uh, Weed wasn't legal in any state back in 1964. We still have AR-15s. Homosexuals have a lot more rights overall than they did in 1964. Same-sex marriage wasn't allowed anywhere. Uh, In 1964, abortion was a felony in every state. So some totalitarian government had just, you know, taken away all of our our rights. Well, the opposite has happened. Uh, The Illuminati wanted to take over the world in the 1780s. And what did they take over? Not a damn thing. But conspiracy theorists will tell you it's all because it's been done in secret. Right? They are doing things in secret, some kind of things. They just, they're not sure what. You know, read the comments of several videos and a lot of talk about how you can't get out of debt. You know, the Illuminati just won't let you. They've already taken everything, they fixed the economy against you. But like I was saying to Joe, you know, where it's like, no, man, people are becoming millionaires. You know, Alex Jones, the leading, one of the leading voices of this uh, NWO conspiracy, he's become a millionaire talking about people not being allowed to prosper. Uh, Leading uh, New New World Order voice, David Icke. He's a millionaire uh, and offer of the same thing. I know several comics, like I said before, now millionaires. I went to school with this uh, middle-class uh, kid of Gonzaga. He actually dropped out after his freshman year, Um, ran into him 15 years later, millionaire, started his own business, kicking ass. People break through all the fucking time. Uh, Do I think some people want a new world order? Yeah, uh, I do. I mean, that guy from the Bilderbergers, I mean, he did admit as much. You know, in many ways, uh, theoretically, it could make life better. What if we did all uh, come together as one people? What if we all came together as a unified species? You know, we could, in theory, stop fighting each other. I'm, I'm not sure that's even in our nature. Um, I'm not sure that's even possible. But what if what if it was? What if we could end war? What if, uh, you know, we could we could realize that that nationalism does lead to war. That nationalism we talked about in last week's World War One sucked. That attitude of our country is the best. We deserve the most, and your country sucks, and you can fucking die for all I care. I mean, that attitude has been around for a long time. That's led to a lot of wars. You know, uh, century after century. You know, what if just really educated people understand that, and they hold conferences to talk about that, and they keep their meetings secret, so so the the members can talk openly about these types of things without worrying about paranoid arts you know, nationalistic, ignorant, kind of racist idiots of the internet taking their quotes out of context and, and slandering them. Um, I don't know. I you know, I guess if I, I'm open to discussing the possibility of trying to bring about a new world order someday. What if it is better? Uh, I think it's worth considering. Uh, Might not work. Might not work. But just uh, is is considering an idea just, you know, such a terrifying thing? I don't think so. That's not what freedom is. Freedom is, you know, isn't running around chanting USA, USA, love it or leave it. No, it's about, it's about asking tough questions. Like uh, what what if there was a better way? Uh, And again, this is from somebody who I'm not sure that I think one world government could even work. Uh, And I also don't think that it'll happen anywhere close to my lifetime. Too many people worldwide still uh, too deeply rooted in historic rivalries, uh, religious dissension, nationalism. Too many people are xenophobic. But maybe someday, maybe someday. The world's only going to get smaller as transportation and communication technology advances. Uh, Maybe a new world order is inevitable. You know, it might take uh, 100 years or 500 or 1,000. It might not work. What if it does? What if someday a new world order uh, doesn't bring the Antichrist and enslavement of the world's poor? What if it brings the the greatest period of peace, equality, and harmony the world has ever seen? The, the irony of that. I'm, I'm rooting for that. And, uh, and before we uh, move on to this, you know, the last uh, couple segments, just I do want to say, uh, Christian listeners, not trying to pick on you again in this episode. And I do realize that the overwhelming majority of you, uh, you know, are more frustrated, I'm sure, than I am by the comments, you know, like we talked about, it's the internet, and, you know, just because you happen to worship the same guy doesn't mean you share a lot of the same beliefs. I get it, I get it, I get it. And uh, and now it is time for today's Top 5 Takeaways. Time, suck. Top 5 Takeaways. The origin of the New World Order conspiracy is the Real Illuminati, a group of free-thinking Bavarian intellectuals uh, led by Adam Weishaupt, Uh, who did want to overthrow the world's governments and also its religious leaders and start a new world order back in the 1770s and the 1780s. Number two, another important piece of the origins of the new world order is the early 20th century Russian uh, anti-Semitic propaganda known as the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, first known to be circulated in 1903, determined to be plagiarized a few decades thereafter, but that uh, that didn't stop Hitler and Stalin from using it to turn their citizens against the Jewish people. And conspiracists still use it to fuel belief in a a Jewish international banker conspiracy where they're manipulating the world's economies from the shadows. Number three, Playboy writer Robert Anton Wilson stirred the Illuminati pot in the 1960s with his anarchist publishing of Illuminati conspiratorial wheelings and dealings in Playboy magazine and in a variety of books. Number four, in 1972, the conservative commentator Gary Allen published None Dare Call It Conspiracy. Uh, which extends existing counterculture paranoia, uh, or extended existing counterculture paranoia uh, about a shadow government to deficit spending, basic banking, uh, offered tales of how organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission carry forth the economa economic excuse me agenda of an invisible global power elite, and it sold uh, five million copies, and uh, embedded fear of the new world order into the American consciousness that remains there to this day. Number five. New info, let's talk about uh, a a way to determine if something is a conspiracy or not. We talked about counteracting in the the very beginning of the episode, counteracting conspiratorial thinking. Uh, I think the most important element of this may be uh, it's uh, Occam's razor. I don't know if you've heard of Occam's razor before. William of Occam's, uh, William of Occam's, he was a 14th century English philosopher, Franciscan friar, uh, celebrated for developing the law of parsimony, better known today as Occam's razor. And according to the razor principle, this philosophic principle, the simplest explanation for an event is almost always the best shave away any extraneous assumptions. And what you've got left is usually the truth. So the obvious answer is usually the truth is, uh, is what he talked about. And uh, and I like it. Uh, this is the exact opposite of conspiratorial type thinking, like, uh, like applying Occam's razor to a few conspiracies just to kind of illustrate this, uh, You know, like the, like the birther conspiracy with Obama, Uh, you know, either Barack Obama was actually born in Hawaii or an international plot unfolded over multiple decades to conceal his Kenyan birthplace and install him in the presidency. Which of those is the most simple? He's fucking born in Hawaii. Uh, You know, either vaccines are safe and effective or every major hospital and health organization in the entire world is part of covering up the fact that they actually cause autism. Uh, Either there is no new world order and the world is full of various politicians, most of whom are trying to run their country to the best of their abilities, or there has been a lineage of secret rulers convincing a, a, a long succession of world leaders to do their bidding. And also fixing election after election after election and manipulating many different nations into war, manipulating the world's economy year after year after year, possibly worshiping demons or serving reptilians and engage in a massive satanic pedophile ring like Pizzagate and Building secret fortresses, you know, like the one that is supposedly under the Denver airport and maybe even working with aliens known as the Greys and Area 51 and some type of x file scenario and keeping it all hush hush for centuries, unable to be proven by academics, but somehow constantly exposed by David Icke and Alex Jones, who did not have degrees, obviously, in investigative journalism. So one of those things, one of those things is true. Uh, shadow government is a sexy and interesting thought, but I just don't buy it. Thank you, Occam's. Razor. Time suck. Top five takeaways. New world order. Sucked. I uh, look forward to the idiots uh, of the internet eviscerating me in the comment section below this YouTube video. Uh, thanks again to the time suck team. The high priestess suck. Harmony Vela Camp. Uh, Jesse Guardian of Grammar Dobner. Reverend Dr. Joe Paisley. Time suck high priest Alex Dugan. The guys at Elixir, Those wizards. Danger Brain, those fantastic brand designers, uh, Space Lizards and Merch Wizards, Access Apparel, Queen of the Suck, Lindsey Cummins. Another special thanks to OG Bojangles researcher, Heather Knowledge Ninja Rylander. Uh, Sucking a feud next Monday. Maybe the most famous feud in American history. We're talking about the Family Feud, uh, right? It's uh, originally hosted. No, uh, we're talking about the Hatfields and the McCoys. The Hatfields and the McCoys. I've been wanting to suck that for a long time. What was the source? of this vicious and violent clash between the Hatfields and McCoys in the mid-19th century. Uh, during the most heated years of the feud, each family was ruled by a well-known patriarch. We had William Anderson Hatfield, known as Devil Ants. had the appearance of a backwoods mountain dweller. About 1870s, uh, Devil Ants was an increasingly successful timber uh, merchant who employed dozens of men, including some McCoys. On the other side of the feud stood Randolph, old Randall McCoy. Although it not as prosperous as Devil Ants, uh, Randolph owned some land and livestock, and both families lived along the Tug Fork over the Big Sandy River, uh, which snaked along the boundary between Kentucky and West Virginia. First event in a decades-long feud was the 1865 murder of Randolph's brother, uh, Asa Harmon McCoy, or by the Logan Wildcats, local militia group that counted Devil Ants and other Hatfields among its membership. Uh, relations between the two families soured over the next decade before flaring again over a seemingly small matter of dispute over a hog. In 1878, Randolph McCoy accused Floyd Hatfield, cousin of Devil Ants, or stealing one of his hogs, valuable commodity in a poor region. You stole my hog. Hey, Floyd, you stole my hog. I want you to admit it, you son of a bitch. He wouldn't admit it. And Floyd Hatfield's trial took place in McCoy territory, but was presided over by a cousin of Devil Ansel. They were in on it. And just like the New World Order, there's conspiracies. Uh, they all hinge on testimony of star witness Bill Stanton, a McCoy relative married to a Hatfield. And Stanton testified in Floyd Hatfield's favor, and the McCoys were infuriated because Floyd was cleared of hog charges. Two years later, Stanton was violently killed in a fracas with Sam and Paris McCoy, uh, nephews of Randolph, and Sam stood trial for the murder, but was acquitted for self-defense reasons, and the feud was on for real. Oh, look here now, I got some pig, taste this pig, everything of off of Hatfield McCoy's face. Uh, no, no, but, uh, but many more uh, family members will, will die. I will not talk in that voice that entire uh, episode, I promise. Uh, so hope you like it. I'm looking forward to it. And that's all you get about the Hatfields and McCoys until next week. Time now for some Time Sucker updates. Updates. Get your Time Sucker updates. Kicking things off with an SOS from Time Sucker Todd Larson, who wrote in recently with a heavy heart. Todd wrote, my name is Todd Larson. I'm an OG space lizard and fellow Idahoan, and I could use some help. My beautiful wife of 23 years is going through chemotherapy for breast cancer. She is kicking cancer's ass, but the medical bills are kicking mine. I'm not one to usually ask for help, but being part of this awesome community you have built has taught me there are a lot of people out there who need help, and there are also a shit ton of awesome folks that are willing to help at a moment's notice. One of her awesome coworkers made a GoFundMe camp, uh, a GoFundMe to help with medical costs. I'm no beggar. I have a full-time job. My wife, Amanda, works when the chemo isn't beating her down, but the cost of staying alive can kill you sometimes. I really appreciate all that you guys do. I fire up time, so I come away home from work, and it really helps me keep from losing my shit on crappy days. Here is the link. Thanks again for all you do. Beat that smoothie guy's ass. Uh, well thank you Todd. I'm sorry you're going through some uh some tough terrible things. Uh I am including the link in today's episode description so you can find Todd's GoFundMe account if you would like to help Time Suckers. So, yeah man, cancer cancer's a terrible terrible thing. Uh hopefully hopefully uh hopefully one of these days for too long we will eliminate it. Uh World War 1 update. Coming in from Lucas Weekly. Lucas writes, "Hello master of the suck. I'm your humble servant, Lucas Weekly." Just finished the World War One suck and I felt it did a wonderful job giving a quick intro to World War One and its horrors. Absolutely. Yeah, intro keyword, man. That's talk, I mean, what was it? Uh, Dan Carlin, I think, did some 17-hour World War I. Uh While I do love that you did, uh, what you did and understand you had a short time to cram a lot of uh, in, there's a few things I have to disagree with. I've already emailed you about the jet fighters, mm-hmm, which I will discuss in a second. Well, I was listening because jets were not yet invented yet. Correct. Should have said planes, biplanes, not jets. I was just... Uh, I just wasn't thinking about how those words weren't actually not interchangeable. Um, I'll go on to clarify the 1914 Christmas truce uh, and putting all the blame on Germany. While it may seem crazy to go around and play soccer and exchange gifts, this just shows that while the politics had each country killing each other, the average soldier could and did go above country politics to engage other humans. And I think this was a defining moment in human history. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not opposed to that. I just thought it was weird. My other complaint is while it is easy to blame Germany for the war – I I feel they uh, do not deserve the level of blame they received. True, they were one of the first aggressors, but just like the other countries had alliances to uphold, uh, and Russia and Germany both quickly reacted to the issues between Serbia and Austria-Hungary. While Germany was very militaristic, most European nations were, and Russia especially wanted to prove themselves after their loss to Japan. Mm -hmm. 1905. Uh, Again, not saying Germany had no blame, but I cannot put all the blame on them, especially when other countries who waged war with Germany got away with a lot less. Not to mention the harsh punishment placed on Germany, was a key reason for Hitler's rise to power in World War II? Just some additional information from someone who has spent his short life so far trying to learn all I can about World War I and World War II. Your humble space are Lucas. Uh, thank you, Lucas. Uh, PS, sorry for the long message. Nah, man. No, no apologies. I, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. There were a lot of other nations that were aggressors. However, uh, I, I, I do, I guess I disagree still with the uh, the blame on Germany situation because, you know, while a lot of other countries yeah, were, were quick to jump into the war, they didn't have that Schlieffen plan in place. You know, they weren't chomping at the bit to enact a very calculated, uh, aggressive maneuver against both France and Russia that would then lead to a hostile takeover of basically all of Europe. You know, uh, they had that ready to go. They, they tried it right away. They went straight for it, and, uh, and they lost. You know, they tried to take over Europe, and it didn't happen. And when you lose wars, I mean, it's just that thing where you get punished. Is it, is it fair? Eh, probably not. But, but if you don't want to be possibly punished unfairly, then don't start a fucking war. You can't win. You know, it's that thing of like, to the victor go the spoils and to the loser goes the blame. Uh, to me, that's just, I look at it like that's the way things worked you know, or the, the way things kind of work. Yeah. Where it's like, if when you, when you win a war, you get to kind of rewrite history a little bit and decide, uh, you know, who should get punished. But when you lose a war, well, yeah, a lot of times it probably isn't fair. Uh, Next update comes in from Von Beck, who writes, uh, uh, Dear Dan Cummins, a.k.a. Master Suckington, the third Esquire. Well, goddamn, sir, I'm a newly acquired time sucker. I have to say I'm thankful I found your podcast, all thanks to the Pandora station I created. which Gave me countless hours of gut-wrenching laughter. However, uh, what I'm really emailing you about is to say thank you for making me interested in learning again. I'm an an, uh, over-the-road truck driver? Oh, yeah, uh, I'm a truck driver, so I really, all I really have is music and podcasts to keep me company. In about a month and a half, I'd gotten completely caught up and filled with a passion and thirst for knowledge, as well as a more open-minded view for the world that is not as black and white as many try to make it seem to be. Yes. So my wife and I, Lindsay and I, talk about gray. The world is very, very gray. I don't always agree with your views. I hear that a lot too, and I like it. I like the disagreements, but I always find them to be presented fairly and open. I know this is a little long-winded, so I'll wrap it up here. I wanted so badly to come and meet you at Dr. Grins at Grand Rapids, Michigan, November 16th, but unfortunately, on the road until Thanksgiving, man, drive safe. Um... Uh, if I could give you my my wonderful fiance and soon to be wife Mor- Morgan, oh, if you could give my wonderful fiance and soon to be wife Morgan Collins a shout out, we just moved into our first real place together. Ah, and she's feeling real alone and down lately. That would be amazing. Sorry for the long email. Love your comedy. Love your podcast. Please keep it up. Hail Nimrod. P.S. <laughs> Remember, don't back to front it. You can't throw anything in a crock pot and hope for to that pleases company. I will say that's one of my favorite lines I've ever written for that uh, fucked up joke on Chinese affection album. Uh, regards, your humble peasant. Uh, Vaughn Beck, man, drive safe Vaughn. And, uh, yeah, Morgan, Morgan Collins, hang in there. Uh, I don't know what it's like, you know, I know that, um, yeah, things get lonely for Lindsay, uh, the same way where I'm gone touring. So hope you got some good girlfriends, uh, or just friends to, you know, to pass the time with and hope you, hope you like a certain amount of alone time. Watch, watch all your shows. Vaughn isn't fucking ruining for you. You know, watch the shows you want to watch. He doesn't have to be there interrupting you. You know, trying to seduce you. Just you get to relax. You get to relax. Uh, enjoy it, and thank you guys for listening. Another World War I suck date coming in from Jamie Yerby, who says, "Suck Master, over two hours of the suck. That's how my morning started. Uh, I must pull you back to task on your intro. Will you state the new technologies included fighter jets? Lucifina must have clouded your mind. Yes, be gone, Lucifina. Jet fighters didn't come until World War II. Yep. Uh, as to cheese, I didn't know if it's available in the U.S., but try lactose-free. I do. I do. Uh, the cheddar tastes exactly the same as normal cheddar, except without the gut-wrenching horror lactose brings. Now they're making some amazing progress with cheese. Uh, you made mention of the U-boat campaign. I feel the uh, K-class submarines of the United Kingdom might be of interest. Oh, of the 18 built, six sank. None were sank by German forces. One went down during sea trials. One after colliding with her own sister. Two went down in a mass collision dubbed the Battle of May Island. One simply disappeared during a mock battle. The last one managed to sink while in port after the war. Only one successfully engaged the enemy, but failed to sink the vessel as the torpedo warhead did not go off. (laughs) Ah, All in all, the class was a heroic failure, proving far more dangerous to their own crew than the Germans. Thank Thank you for all your hard work, and I can't wait for the next installment, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. That's a great update. What a fucking bummer. That would be like all this time, all these scientists, you know, all these manpower, you know, working towards getting this thing built, and then you do test runs and everything, and it's just, it couldn't be more of a colossal failure. What a bummer. Um, we got an email now from, uh, update from John, uh, Huchin, 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 uh, saying, Master Sucker, I want to take a moment to thank you for acknowledging veterans and particularly the, uh, Green Beret Association during your most recent Suck. Oh, absolutely, man. We're, we love those guys. Uh, Green Ber- as Green Berets, we generally don't say much or bring it to do, uh, to bring attention to ourselves. Our motto is the quiet professionals and the community generally frowns upon making our exploits and accomplishments known to the public. I am grateful you chose the Green Beret Association for this month's Time Suck donation. Uh, They've been there when we've honored and buried our dead and helped others make the difficult transition to civilian life after their time in the regiment has come to an end. Thanks for doing us a solid by bringing attention uh, to their cause, John. Yeah, man, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being part of such a fantastic organization that I'll never be able to fully comprehend. And so, uh, absolutely, man. What What we did was very, very, very tiny. What they do is huge, so... That'd be a, a, a tiny part of helping a, a, an enormously helpful organization. And um, <laughs> last one, this came in from Flask, Flaccid Shamecock Ray is the name that showed up uh, from the app. Hey, Dan, first off, we are huge fans of Time Suck. <laughs> anyway, just write in about one of your sponsors and to tell you the story of how it saved my life. So recently I heard you featuring the uh, Chikatilo Wrestling Academy and I decided to sign up and hopefully get in shape. I went down to my local gym. I got to say, pretty simple registration uh, form. It didn't even ask for any information at all. It was a piece of paper that asked if I liked walking in the woods and vodka. I did think this was odd. <laughs> was odd. Soon went to ask him what's up uh, with this, and uh, the instructor just yelled, "What is problem? Uh, you want to fight like bear or like chicken jaw?" I meek, uh, uh, I, sorry, I meekly said bear, and he said, "Is is right? Fuck chicken jaw." Anyway, the classes were a tad on the pricey side, but they were worth every penny. So last Saturday, I was out in the town and gave me, uh, and, and me and a few buddies were having drinks at a local bar. As the night went on, we were feeling no pain. And we were getting pretty loud. Another group of guys, I guess, was getting really angry at us for whatever reason. Maybe it was my buddy Chris's relentless takeover of the jukebox and constant Michael motherfucking McDonalding. Y'all yeah, be there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, playing, perhaps it was the constant sing along at full volume. Either way, it got pretty heated pretty quickly, and I decided to put on my Chicatillo. Uh, put my Chikatila wrestling into action. So I immediately tackled one of the dudes and used the signature move, the flaccid shamecock. Stripped off all my clothes and just started screaming, flaccid shamecock, flaccid shamecock, flaccid shamecock, over and over. And amazingly, the guy got up and screamed, what the fuck is wrong with you? And ran out of the bar. Oddly enough, we were definitely asked to leave and never to come back. But honestly, it was worth it. I can't tell you how thankful I am that you you have such a wonderful sponsor. Uh, So thanks to Time Suck and the Chikatila wrestling academy. Love the show. Keep it up. Uh, Keep up the awesome work. Thanks, Ray. Well, thank, I'm, Ray, I'm glad, man, that it, uh, the defense techniques you learned from Chikatilo's Racing Academy saved your life. They're unorthodox. They are unorthodox. I'm glad you didn't have to use the pelvic thrusting of holding you down and thrusting the pelvis and the, and the soft and the limp terror until you cannot resist. I don't know what I'm saying right now, but I know that's, it's been a while since I took a class, but, uh, but I'm glad it works. Thank you everyone for the knowledge and support. Uh, and that is it for today. Next time, suckers. I needed that. We all did. Have a good week, everybody. Trying to let a secret shadow government uh, hold you under the world-manipulating thumb this week. Wake up, sheeple! Sunday, 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 brother of the New World Order. And keep on sucking. (laughs) 24-inch lizard pythons of terror
1: Sometimes, doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.